Welcome to the show this week. I had a bit of a technical hitch this week. I completely forgot to actually click the button to record the show for the audio. So I'm having to rely on the stream audio from Respawn. So it may sound a little bit different this week. I do apologize for that. My fault. Um, Hopefully I'll remember to push the button next week. So hope you enjoy. And um, here it is. Episode 253. He's really quiet. He's very quiet. That's, he's yeah. very quiet. He's super quiet. Did you have him sugar muted? No. Hmm. There you go. Is that there? Yeah. Yay! There you go. See, respawn. That's how you adjust the volume so that people can hear you without messing up your entire setup. Mm-hmm. I turned the volume down a little bit because I, I thought, you know, like I don't want anybody to be able to hear my jet engine. I love, so the, I, I love the fact that the guy, the guy who has never been able to unmute people in his YouTube channel is telling me how to mess with volume. I love that. Look, I don't profess to actually being a professional YouTube streamer. So and yet you're I, telling me corrections? Really? No, I'm not. I, I'm just saying that every week there is an issue with you. Uh-huh. Even last week, there was issues. Last week? So, I don't think I was home, was I? I don't know. I don't think you? I was. No, I'm sure you were. I do know the next three weeks after today, I'm going to be out of town in Texas, so we're going to be broadcasting from the laptop. That's going to be fun. That's good. You you let him know, respawn. It was yeah, yeah, exactly. See, even the chat saying you, you were late, not me. Shut your face. I've told you I've got an excuse this week. You always Don't have pick an on excuse. me. That doesn't help anything. I did have to adjust a bunch of stuff though, because all my streaming stuff. Hey, you guys let hey, me know if y'all can hey. see the game, because I got an ultra wide monitor. And all the stuff that I've had up to this point has been like monitor one, uh, you know, uh, browser one, monitor two, browser two, things like that, right? I don't have multiple monitors anymore. I just got the one. So I had to readjust a whole bunch of stuff. Apparently, you have to resize the windows because, what do you call it? OBS doesn't resize for you. So, yeah, you got to like do a bunch of weird stuff. It was not fun. So now you've kind of, you're set up, you're ready to go. I think so. Should we start the show? As long as everybody can hear me, everybody can see. We can hear you. Fine. Yeah, okay. If oh, everyone loud, can hear. Loud and clear, just don't push any buttons. There you go. <laughs> Sound advice. I had to push buttons, otherwise people couldn't see anything. Well, I'm going to push a button so that we can play the intro. And there it is. Welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. Dedicated in bringing you all the latest information, news, and opinions. This is the best show for new and veteran guardians alike, where we share tips, tricks, and tools to help you succeed and enjoy playing even more. So with all that said, let me hand you over to your hosts, the Triumph Hunting Titan Night Demon, the Pink Panted Pansy Peroti, and your Hunter Master Ranger. Mr. No One Responds in Real Life! So, welcome to the show this week. We have no parody. Now, I'm not, I'm not sure whether he's ill, because he was ill at the beginning or the middle of the week, just before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he actually did go away to see family or not. It's but... called turkey illness. He had too much turkey. And no, no, this was before. No, this was before. before it? Yeah. Yeah, but see, that kind of illness doesn't last very long. Now, you took his illness, and then you added turkey to it, right? And mashed potatoes, 
and probably, you know, things like pumpkin pie. And we've lost parody for the foreseeable future. What, so probably only, only for this week. Like, it was like pre-turkey illness. Yeah. Like he was... He was pretty. Pre- yeah. yeah, he what, was what pretty excited is, about getting his hands on the turkey. No, he was looking so at the turkey and he was taste testing it the whole time. <laughs> oh, that okay. sounds like something I should get. I should get that. Like pre-excited for food. <laughs> so, yeah, something I get. I don't have to get so yes, because I'm always excited. Our third voice here is Mr. Noble. He has joined us again. We've mm-hmm. allowed him back to to give some opinions on the shenanigans at Bungie. Or say shenanigans, just. The twelve, basically, because mm. there's some there's some good juicy stuff to talk about this week, Sadly. and um, it, it is juicy stuff. And um, juicy gravy. Ah, ah, yeah, ah. there you go. See, juicy gravy. <laughs> so, Night Demon is here, Respawn is here, and Noble is here. Mm-hmm. There you go, your hosts for this week. So, shall we kick things off with this week in Destiny or the Twab for the? 22nd of November. I mean, my word, we are nearly at Christmas time. It's nearly time to start playing Christmas jingles and music at the beginning of the show. Well, you can. Oh, are you going to do a Santa Claus voice this year? Ho, ho, ho. I could, (laughs) couldn't I? You you could so do a Santa Claus voice for a full episode. Um, we're not condoning this. I'm not condoning this. I don't think I'm condoning this. I think that'd be a fantastic idea. Mm. Like you've got voice editing as well, so you could edit respawn to be quite high pitched, and he could be like an elf. He could, yeah, he could be my little elf. Like an elf. What are you talking about? <laughs> he could be my little elf helper. Yeah. <laughs> Good suggestion there. We'll go yeah, with it. You know, unless we find that people email in and say, "Please do not do that." Guys, can y'all preemptively email and say, "Don't do that." <laughs> Just ignore those emails. It's yeah. fine. So the team here have been briefed. Whether they've actually kind of gone ahead and taken notice of the brief is read the twelve. So they know what we're talking about this week. Yeah, it wasn't a good twelve. It was it's a good twelve for Titans. Oh my god! Thanks There's nothing wrong with the twelve. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with the twelve. Do you know oh what? my god! And I'm a Titan. There's a few things that I'm going to say when it comes to Titans. God, even I'll even Astacross was like, I hope the warlocks and the hunters get effed as bad as the Titans did, because this is not fair, yada yada yada. I was like, oh. Oh. Who cares about Astacross? Uh, well, I do. Like I'm an Astacross fan. But yeah, so you guys are not having a good time with what's coming. I mean, fair enough, everybody got a little bit of something, something, but Titans, woo! Bungie gave you the beat down with the nerf stick. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna side with you for a change respawn. Titans got nothing that they didn't warrant. Yeah, I mean that's fair. And right, everybody okay. got nerfed with the whole yeah, you can't I've, you can't. I've got my hand. I've got my hand up. Look, oh. only Titans in the room. Okay, what? Don't care. Let's just let's just go with the twelve. You don't yeah, care on. about all the Titaners? Are you sure? No, why would I care? Why would I care? Because you're a Titan, and? or you claim to be a Titan anyway. I mean, whether and? or not you are, I mean, I don't know. Most of the time when I've seen him this season, or last season even, he's been on a Warlock. Or a Hunter, yeah. We played uh, mm-hmm. PvP and he was a Hunter. There you go. See? Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Yep. So, announcing our <laughs> latest collab. Well, not our latest collab. Bungie's latest collab. Which is, is everybody, exciting. Is everybody excited about which collaboration they've got going? Yep. Which, which is which, indeed. Yeah. No, no. That, that, was, that was the title of an episode a long time ago. Oh, yeah. That's right. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
the fact that you remember that is scary. But yeah, so we have a we have a collab coming. It's a great game, a game that I've played to completion many times, and it's called The Witcher. Everybody, and uh, if you don't know, The Witcher is an amazing game. If you haven't played it, you totally should. Also, I'm upsetting spaghetti about one thing about the collab: the Titans should not be the ones that get to be Geralt. Okay, that's just not cool. That's not cool. Why do the Titans get to be Geralt? Geralt's not a Titan. Geralt, if anything, is a mage, you know? I yeah, mean, he'd be a warlock. Yeah, yeah, I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, can he fight? Yeah, but he also uses magic and stuff like that. So, like, at a minimum, he should be a warlock. Now, I wish he'd be a hunter just because, you know, I want to be Geralt. But um, him being a titan doesn't make any sense. You know so, I mean? the other two characters that we've got there, the, the warlock and the hunter... What are their kind of basis of, of their outfits? Are they actually based on characters that are in The Witcher or not? Well, are they just kind of themed around The Witcher? I think they're themed around The Witcher because <laughs> the only other characters... Okay, so you have other uh, Witcher witchers, right, that are males. Um, yeah. Well, all of them are male except Siri. But I don't really recognize the other costumes as being any of those guys. So I'm like, well, maybe it's Siri. But it doesn't even really look like series. So, I mean, unless no, somebody doesn't. can find, like, a game or a DLC that looks like what these guys are, I just think they're themed. I think Geralt is the only one that's Geralt. I don't think the other ones are characters in the game, per se. So, I mean, that's all. I mean, yeah. I'll be you, honest, you I, think the Titans, I think the Titan's the only one that looks good as well. I think the other two don't. Because they're no, I don't think the hunt, That's the, why! The no, the hunter looks pretty cool. I do like that hunter outfit. It it does, but it, it, it as as Reese Porter said, it just looks themed. Yeah, that looks like something that you could just have anyway. That doesn't look like a I mean, those, thing per se. No, those pants, man. I mean, if they're just like <laughs> I don't know. And then the, the warlock, they didn't really. They didn't, I mean, I don't know. The warlock looks like the it's warlock's half done. got chest. The warlock's got chest pieces like that already. Yeah, it just looks half done to me, I think. All the well, helmets look like the Kratos one. <laughs> well, Geralt's got a scar on his eye, so, you he know, does. the Titan makes sense. that The Titan's got, like, the red scar or whatever. You know, even though but you it, might be right, it does look like Kratos, but Geralt also has a scar, so. Yeah, but it look it looks to me, it's because of the all they've done to in my eyes, honestly, is move the scar sides and if you look back to the, the Kratos <laughs> when they had the God of War crossover. It, yeah. It's basically the same thing. I mean, I'm not disagreeing. But they have two swords now. They have the silver sword and the um steel sword. So yeah. you know, you gotta have that. When you're killing the monsters, you gotta have the silver, and when you're killing humans, you gotta have the steel. That's what they tell us anyway. Hmm. But uh, apparently, there's a trailer coming that will show us this these sets in action, which which is pretty cool. But the only bad thing is that you will have to use silver, so real world money to purchase these outfits. Unfortunately, oh, uh, which is the way it always goes when they have the clubs. It's not like they put it in the Eververse for silver. And they, remember the, the good old times when they they made a set and they went each week for like about four weeks over over the season you'll get a chance to pick up one piece at a time for bright dust i, I love I those know. ones yeah I, you, I miss those days do you remember the days when you just used to be able to play the game for your engrams and then cash <laughs> them in and you had the chance at these yeah like you know when we had the dragonfly regalia set and stuff like that 
Wait, oh yeah, way back when, yeah, when we when we yeah, had yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Do you guys remember the days when Bungie used to use, use silver to actually pave the way for future DLC? Y'all remember that? <laughs> oh, what do you mean they haven't always lined their pockets with it? <laughs> no, I'm just saying that because uh, one of the comments I had anyway. was exactly that. They're like, man, I remember the days, you know, you would be encouraged to buy things with silver because you knew it was going towards a DLC. But now... Take now you well. now you cut off. Yeah, indeed. He did a little bit, didn't he? He did. New artifact. Who dis? So we have a new artifact this season, and it's the Queen Four Sensor. That's how I'm pronouncing. I'm, I'm pronouncing it right, isn't it? Sensor. It looks like it. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Looks like a a thing that you would have on like a <laughs> a mace, like a, a stick with a with a mace on the end, swinging it around your head. Like an anchor. Yeah, it could be. But that would be a good thing to put in the game, wouldn't it? Like a, a mace. There you go, Bungie. Another weapon that you could put. I thought you were going for that. would be a good thing to put in the game, wouldn't it? An anchor. I was like, oh, we're going to go back to fishing. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like a, a proper, like, medieval mace where you could, you could customise your mace to have, like, a, a bigger ball on the end. And if you slam it into the ground, it kind of splits off and goes into a different like a, a, a wayframe grenade launcher but Maybe. it does different things maybe oh if you've got a mace and you kind of smashed it to if it was a, a titan one specific to the titan like they have with the glaives so if you smash it into the ground it has that kind of you've seen them in the, those kind of films where the tentacles kind of go through the earth and kind of grab whoa, people whoa, whoa, maybe whoa. It, it could be like strandish kind of like a strand one that would be fantastic yeah there you go bungee look thinking outside the box yeah, well, maybe they're saving okay, that for the for the 2024 subclass, the one that looks like blood. Have you seen that? Yes. Yeah. The, 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 the yeah, there's um there's a, a a thing that we can talk about later mm-hmm. if you want to, if we if we have time. I mean, you might. It's, but, it's news, and we're here to discuss news for the most. Part. We are, yeah, yeah. But but we're here to tell people what's <laughs> what's available in this season's artifact. Are we? So in column one, we have anti barrier sidearm. Oh uh, no. I'm, Oh, oh, no. I'm very much in agreement with you there. <laughs> yes, I, I think I think I'm in agreement with you because by the time we read all of them, and then you come back around, you go, Where, "Where's the other anti-barrier the, something?" Uh, it's called the Wish Ender. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No You're going to need an exotic or a sidearm. Yeah, yep. is the only thing that could do anti-barrier at the moment. In here, well, I mean, you do have intrinsic mods and like intrinsic perks on your have, like, subclasses. We do have an exotic pulse rifle uh, and exotics has, is that has, you know the uh, anti barrier built in. We have oh, an exotic bow yeah, yeah. that's got anti barrier built in. You, you can you, you can run radiance hand cannon that's got anti barrier built but, in. Yeah, no, no, but if you're new to the game, it, it's going to be very difficult if if you're reliant on a sidearm. So yeah, hopefully, yeah. So we have unstoppable hand cannon, unstoppable bow, overload auto rifle, overload pulse rifle. In column two, we have flame, fiber, and freeze, which combines solar and strand and solar and stasis siphons mods into one. Mm -hmm. So these are the ones where it kind of reduces the cost when you put it on your armor pieces. I'm quite excited about some of these Radiance ones. Kindling trigger, Radiance causes solar weapons to apply scorch to unscorched combatants. Blast radius. That is good to have, absolutely. Rapid final blows with rocket launchers and grenade launchers grant armor charge. And then we have Origin Perk Specialization 1. Improves the benefits provided by Sundering, Nano Munitions, 
nanotech tracer rocket origin traits. Additionally, weapons with these traits are always overcharged. So that's good when you're kind of doing your nightfalls and anything else that you need to have overcharged weapons that work in there. Um, you also have in the third column, you have uh, specialization two, which is also the same things. It improves the benefits provided by noble deeds, unsated hunger, noble head rush, and dragon's vengeance. So this is a new one that's in our mods for this season. So I don't know what Dragon's Vengeance is. Maybe uh, it's to go yeah, with um, Dragon's, Dragon's Breath? No. Yeah, no, yeah. I no, I think it's rocket launcher specific. Where it, uh, maybe. Maybe it, maybe it gives tracking to all rocket launchers. It does not. No. Uh, we already went over them on a different channel. Um, it does not do that. <laughs> okay. So uh, continuing in column two. We have from whence you came increases ability damage to taken and scorn combatants. Then in column three again, we have flint striker, rapid solar weapon position hits, and the rapid solar weapon final blows grant radiance torch. While radiant, it increased weapon damage to combatants affected by strand and stasis debuffs. Heart of flame casting your solar super grants nearby allies radiance increases the damage of your super for each nearby ally. It's like surrounded, isn't it? For your super. And then into being, while your super is nearly fully charged, ability final blows spawn orbs of power, wearing season of the wish armor decreases that super amount threshold. Mm. That's interesting. I wonder if the and DLC then, armor is, is that season, or does it have to be... Because, I mean, like, if you're going to have, like, wish. a collab, right, and then you're going to say, oh, yeah, we know there's a collab, but we want you to no, use no, but, the season of the wish armor. No, that, That'd be stupid. No, but the, the, the stuff that you buy in Eververse is ornaments that can be put onto the armor. You know, like oh, um, you're right. I'm sorry, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like we have every season. You go to if you were doing the fishing season, you had the nautical stuff that gave you like buffs while you're in the deep stuff. I can't remember what last season stuff was. Anyway, gives you buffs yeah. for the seasonal activity. Yeah. Gives you like every time you put on a different armor piece, it gives you like uh, a multiple of a percentage towards achieving like more XP or doing something in that season. So that's what that's going to be. But at the same time, respawn's kind of right because why wouldn't why shouldn't it do that? Given the fact that if you put an iron banner ornament on any piece of armor, you get the iron banner buffs. That's true too, because like I have my set armor pieces, so like yeah, man, if I gotta swap off all of my good armor that I've already built into different sets to wear season yeah. of the wish armor, and I can't use an ornament, that would be asinine. That that's gonna be horrid, isn't it? If yeah. you can't use an ornament for it. And like I said, there's no reason that it shouldn't work. If we can have it work in Iron Banner, why can't we have it work everywhere else? Because uh, Bungie. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anti-barrier sidearm is so icky, man. Who uh, uses a sidearm for anything? I mean, we, don't get me wrong. We got some good sidearms, and we, and we, got, we got the sidearm that's basically a, a, a special weapon. We have the sidearm that's got a laser beam on the bottom of it. We got a sidearm yep. that freezes things. What else? Which isn't bad because then, you know, like, if you freeze things, you could be using a sidearm. You've got... Actually, no, because... I don't know if that's got an intrinsic perk on it. I was going to say, you could use the freeze as well then for unstops and overload. Yeah, that's what I'm... I'm yeah, that's what I'm looking at right now. Since you mentioned that, I'm looking to see if they have anything like that. Okay, what do we got going on here? We got uh, the Strum and Drain. The Drain you could use. Uh, yeah. There you go. Um, I mean, it's just it's just a solid sidearm. Traveler's Chosen. 
and unstoppable there as well with Dragon's Turn. Yep, you got Traveler's Chosen, which will help with your ability spam. There you go. Probably use that. Cryocynthia. Okay, that, that's the one right there. Um, Cryocynthia has a freezing laser beam on the bottom of it for stasis. Forerunners, basically a, a special weapon in the form of a sidearm, which ain't bad, but you need special ammo, which is dumb. Final warning! Okay. You know, maybe I've changed my mind. Final warning is really good. Um, which one's final warning? It's the stasis the auto tracking sidearm. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Honest. Yeah, that one's not bad. Okay, I like that one. Okay. So I could I could deal with it if I could use that stasis item because I got a lot of stasis bills that need stasis weapons. So that that ain't bad, okay? For me anyway. Stasis or stasis or strand. Strand. Did I say stasis? Strand yeah. is what I meant. My bad. That, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's the strand side arm, isn't it? That does the auto tracking. Yep. The stasis no. one is the Christesius. Yeah, we covered that one something. already. Yeah. Um, I just had a fan because you know, like, put a sidearm in my hands on on this game, and that honestly, I just turned into a stormtrooper. I can't hit anything. <laughs> That's where you get the auto tracking. <laughs> yeah. Devil's Ruin solar laser beam on the bottom of that one. So if yep. you like if you like fusion rifles. Um is that it? Nope, we got the trespasser. Trespassers are three round burst that when you get a kill, it basically turns into a fast firing three round burst, which is kind of meh. And that looks like that's it for the exotic sidearms, everybody. I don't think we got anything else. So the strand one might be all right. The for us, the stasis one might not be bad either. Stasis one, you could add that to a stasis pillow, just constantly freezing enemies. Yeah, Yeah. especially since we have uh, stasis changes now, where you don't necessarily need. um, On on the pass, I don't know if we got to it yet. There's an ornament which allow which will allow you to freeze enemies without having to pick up the little crystal things. I think. Yeah. 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 So well, yeah. that'll work well with So we that. continue with column four. Sure. So unraveling orbs, picking up an orb of power grants strand weapons unraveling rounds. Pillar of ice, killing an encased combatant spawns stasis crystals. Revitalizing blast, causing damage with a solar ability weakens champions and bosses for a short duration. Overload rocket launchers. Rocket launchers are especially effective against overload <laughs> champions. Because overload Drag- champions are going to stand still long enough for you to hit them. You need tracking on these things. A dragon's bite. Breaking combatant shield with strand or stasis weapon has a chance to suspend or freeze the combatant. Wearing season of the wish armor increases the chances. Mm-hmm. By the and way, so, by the way, I just huh? I just want to point out how much of a, a psychic I am. Remember when I said with the with the new dragon's breath how it changed if it has intrinsic um, overload mods that would be good because it would stick to the teleport and a hole. Well, I don't know if it's got intrinsic overload mods, but we do have overload rocket launchers right here. So, uh, half psychic? Mostly psychic? <laughs> Psychic-ish, I think. Well, I think we've been doing this podcast long enough that we've, or playing the game long enough that we've, we can kind of predict what's going to happen. Yeah. Like a lot of people that played the game for a long time. Uh, yeah, but nobody else said that but me, so, you know. Well, they could have, you just don't know. But they didn't. Do you think this dragon's bite it's going to link in with the dragon's vengeance, obviously the 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 new origin trait that mm. we mentioned in column three. Well, dragon's bite is. Saying, gonna... like, do you think it's going to be like a new thing that's going to be on strand and stasis weapons? Like maybe we're going to get a new well, it'll, new strand and stasis probably weapons. Be... It'll probably be on the weapon set for the season, won't it? Like we've had 
in previous seasons, like um, like the nanotech tracer rockets are on a set of weapons, and it is yeah. like the origin trait for that. So maybe the dragon stuff is a, a trait that's going to be on the weapons for next season that will then just do different things. Or yeah, because the uh, the nanotech stuff does different things for each weapon, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. As far as I can yeah. see, it sure does. Yeah. Well, no, the nanotech. Yeah. All the nanotech weapons shoot a little mini rocket. That's yeah. what nanotech does. Yeah. But yeah, it, it does. Yeah, it does different damages depending on what kind of weapon you've got. Yeah, it does. Yeah, the rocket, the rocket damage amount changes. That's what I was saying. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So kind of like it does different things, like little whatever doesn't matter. So what does Dragon Bite do? Do you know? Don't know. You don't know. No, I don't know. Yeah. You don't know. Don't... Everybody knows except me well, and you. I, no, because I haven't been able to do any research this week. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. Column five is Horde Shuttle, damaging unraveling targets with the weapon with a weapon occasionally spawned threadlings. Hail the storm, shattering yeah. encased targets and stasis crystals does increased damage. Shattering a stasis crystal releases a shard of ice that damages and slows targets. Nice Rays of precision, there? whilst radiant solar precision final blows cause combatants to ignite. Solo operative. While you are the only member of your fire team, you deal increased damage to all combatants. And Argent Ordnance, firing rocket launchers, consumes one stack of armor charge, granting increased damage and reload speed until you reload or you stow the rocket. Now, the the build that I, I was been like I was talking about a couple of weeks ago that Unknown did that I put in the show notes with the hunters and the radiance build is going to be absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, with these mods. Because it all centers around getting your radiance, being radiant, getting kills with solar weapons, especially I think it was the the pulse rival from Iron Banner. And I can see that that build is going to be amazing in Crucible, let alone like PvE activities. Yeah. So I, I will relink it in the show notes if anybody's interested in it, because I, I was using it in Iron Banner and I really, really enjoyed playing on a hunter with that, you know. Yep. Radiant build. It sounds like my bouncy throwing knife of doom is going to make a reappearance. Possibly, because yeah, that, as soon as you get a kill with that, you get radiant. Especially no, in as soon as you throw the knife, you're radiant. Throw, not kill, okay. not hit. Throw. I thought it, I thought it was kill because I I was walking around near Muna, and normally the near Muna opponents are very tanky, and I was just like one hitting them with the with the the watchman call throwing knife. I was like yeah, with, yeah. with the throwing knife. I was just just decimating them, throwing one after the other because it was just constantly recharging. Now, like, which knife are you throwing? Are you throwing the weighted one with the exotic that pairs with that? Are you throwing the... The weighted one, yeah. no exotic that pairs with it because I was using the Aeon Swiss that Unknown did oh, for, for the build. So, oh, dude, if you use the exotic that pairs with it, it does bonkers damage. Like, I've, I've like, three shot, like, the you know the area bosses with the big yellow health bars? Yeah, yeah. One shot takes almost it, it's half its health bar. The second one almost kills it, and then you just follow up with a third. So like two point one throwing knives kills in, in a world boss or an area boss. So uh. it's kind of disgusting if you use the exotic. Yeah. And what exotic am oh, I well. talking about? I can't remember the name of it, but it <laughs> See, it, increases, it increases this. Oh, I'm gonna look it up, and I'm gonna tell you. Hold on, um, Caliban's hand. Yes, Caliban's hand increases the. Not a hunter. No, yeah. Is it Caliban? Sure, it's Caliban. I, I want. I want. I'm, I'm in the wrong place. That's why I can't find it. I'm a dummy. 
I, uh, I know that's your proximity knife scorches targets. So that's why I was double checking. Uh, pro- uh, although that's good too. Caliban's hand, really good for a nuke build that I have. I can show you guys when it comes out. You throw the one proximity knife and it clears an area. So Athos's embrace is the yeah. other one. Weighted stun knife. That's the one. Gives a second Athos's bounce. Yep. Okay. Ath- and the Athos's embrace empowers the throwing knife's um, damage. And on the second bounce, where it says it gives it a second bounce, the trick to that is on that second bounce, it gets nutty tracking. Like, wow. If you just kind of like bounce it in the general direction of somebody, that'll kill somebody. And I say that knowing that I played PvP and I've thrown that knife and gotten a kill with that knife like 20 seconds later, right? So <laughs> it's kind of dumb. But yeah, Athos's Embrace strengthens uh, throwing knives and uh, gives it a second bounce. Although it doesn't tell you it strengthens it anymore. Did they nerf it? Hold on. I don't know. No, it does. It does. It does. Okay, so Weighted Knife has a second bounce. Rapid precision hits with your weapons. Grant Weighted Knife a significant damage bonus, bonus strength, and the ability to stun unshielded combatants for a short time. This is also strong against unstoppable champions. There you go. So there's the Nuke Knife build with the um, uh, Caliban's Hand. There's the Throwing Knife build with what we just discussed. And then there's a third build using the... um, uh, it gives you a second throwing knife. It's scissor, scissor. Dragon shadow. No, no, that's oh, that that's a second dodge. dodge. Um, yeah. I think I have it on me. It's a second. Nope, I don't have it on me. It is called. It's got like little little scissors on the chest piece. Right. Oh, Ophidius Bathe. There it is. Ophidius Bathe will give you a second throwing knife. And if you pair that with a build that emphasizes your fan of blades throwing knife. Um, you you just always have the knives up, just damn near constantly. So, and again, every time you throw a knife on a hunter, not kill, not hit, not damage, not not none of that. Every time you just throw a knife, you become um radiant. So these three builds are going to be super duper handy for the upcoming season for both PVE and PVP. A lot of these builds are good for both of these uh, playstyles. So uh, keep in mind. Cool. So, ability changes coming next week, or coming this Tuesday, with Season of the Wish. Yeah, what, four days away, man. So, we're going to set the stage here, and we're going to tell you Bungie's overall goals. And then Respawn and Noble will probably give you opinions on those goals. What? Respawn give an opinion? That's not a thing. Okay. They want to ensure that abilities, particularly those in our longer cooldown tiers, are meeting our intended cost-to-output ratio. Reducing cases of player survivability that exceed our power bar, making first steps, first steps, first steps of Well of Radiance and Ward of Dawn tuning, hmm, and taking a tuning pass on stasis abilities with more to come in the future. Now, we did already hear about the stasis abilities getting tuned, like in tuned, like up slightly, but Well of Radiance and Ward of Dawn, that's a bit. That sends alarm bells when you're kind of looking at. I, I'm I'm thinking from like PVE content here because PVP, it is what it is, and you know how to kind of counter it. Mm. Um, maybe they can do something else to kind of help that in things like Iron Banner Control or Iron Banner Fortress, where you do see a lot of these kind of well locks and bubbles. Maybe here's a thought, Bungie. Maybe when you put 
the the pinnacle and the bonus power up as things that you can earn take out solar and void and leave the others in there and then people would be more inclined to play the other subclasses rather than those ones that they like to then use their bubble and their solar because they'd be chasing the pinnacle power and they won't necessarily want to kind of lose out on playing a different subclass maybe just maybe you're saying awfully big words there bud i know indeed Oh, dear. <laughs> so, to put it plainly, they're not hitting their, their goals, basically. There are many Billcraft avenues that grant a flat chunk of ability energy and ignore ability cooldown tiers. So this is what they're upset about. Mm. This gives them extreme inconsistency value, depending on what the grenade, melee, or class ability energy or you have kind of equipped. So they do give you an example. A perk that grants 10% grenade energy on activation results in a cooldown reduction of 6.4 seconds to fireball grenades but results in a cooldown reduction of 15.2 seconds for lightning grenades. So when players stack these buildcraft elements together, e.g. grenade kickstart, innovation, Mm -hmm. absolution, demolitionist, uh, a chunk of every fragment, it results in a longer cooldown ability having uptime that is dramatically higher than what they intended for their potency level. So I see this as, as you've done this, Bungie. You must have known when you put these mods in there and done the testing that stacking this on top of this on top of this on top of this <laughs> would give you this you outcome. You, you... Testing. <laughs> because <laughs> I, I mean, I don't want to moan at Bungie, but we they went through the. Uh, it must have been about a year or two years ago. We went through this whole thing of power creep and how they took a lot of things out of the game and said, right, we've got to take out this because, or we've got to reduce this significantly because the power creep is intense and people are being able to stack this on top of this on top of this, and we don't want that. Working we want it kind as of as intended. Don't. But me. now it just seems like that they've just. Team A wasn't speaking to Team B because Team A created the first kind of wave and then Team B was working on the second wave while Team A was working on C's wave. And Team B just went, oh, you know what? We'll just add this on top of that. And then... I like that team. No, hire that team. Promote that team. We need that team a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Put that team in charge. Uh, (laughs) Do you know what I think about that team? They're the ones with brains. Uh, Yeah, exactly. They're, they're, they're because, management material right there. Yeah, because it's all right saying all this, right? But when players stack these buildcrafting elements together, a great kickstart, innovation, absolution, demolitionist, a chunk of it, all yeah. them, yeah? All those depend upon you getting kills and stuff like that. They do. How often? Yeah, yeah that's true. How often do you go into GMs and can you... Kill something? melee something and it die without you having to shoot it for five minutes before you get it to a reasonable health that you can just say yeah okay Monte Carlo is an exception because it damages right damaging an enemy can give you your full melee back so I guess that's an exception but aside from that but that's the weapon yeah yeah and that's a weapon that's not those (laughs) particular mods yeah you know, so, so you've got to shoot something for five minutes in order to be able to get it to a reasonable range where you can just melee it and kill it for those mods to be able to work. Mm-hmm. The problem is not those mods. The problem is going into a dungeon and being able to... I mean, I'm a warlock, you know what I mean? Like, I'll click my fingers, kill one thing, and then throw six grenades and clear an area out, and it's 
walk away laughing. <laughs> yeah, but you don't have that ability up at to... all times, though, right? You have yeah, to work up that. Do you? No, no. I'm... Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, because all the time I'm in the air and my grenades are getting kills, it just feeds back into my melee. Oh, and then you, you can do the, the whole thing again. Gotcha. And th- and then I do the click again, and then, you know, you throw another six grenades because you've got some braces on. Yeah, that works in GMs, too. Like, you do enough damage in GMs to actually have that free-flowing. You, you, you can, but it's extremely... It's much harder to set up in a GM, okay, and well, you're not going to wipe out an entire area, but you're going to do some reasonable damage, you know what I mean? Yeah, but you can't spam it in a GM, right? Which I think is... No. Pro- yeah, okay. Yeah, and that's my point. You know, like, you've got to do all this, and then you've got to work towards it in a GM. The point is not that these are overpowered. The point is, it's like, your dungeons are too easy. Um, the dungeons are too easy? Yeah. Your dungeons are too easy, and most of your patrol areas are too easy. You mean Lost Echoes? No. D- dungeons. Okay. I can do that in the beginning of Ghost of the Deep. And you do go on to kind of say about staying alive, that however, they still need our aspirational content to remain challenging. And it is as to kind of what Noble was saying, it's that they're not it's not challenging because the, the their current position is where they're applying combat pressures to a well Billcraft play, it's extremely difficult. If you've got a, a brilliant setup like Noble has, it, it, it is a cakewalk. It's it's a but walk in the park. That's the idea, walk. though. You want you don't no, want no. You, you're that's, building into that's... it being easy. It's yeah, not yeah. just no. inherently easy. But I, the thing is, you it, there's when... no there's no middle ground though. It's either it's yeah. too easy and it's becoming a cakewalk, mm-hmm. or it just doesn't work. Yeah, that's what they kind of they tried to the shift with like the overpoweredness a couple of years ago and say right. This is why the revelry, they built so much into like all those people kind of shooting you on the sides and all the, the damage that you got taken from the Taken. And they just try and the power creep from the Guardians was getting too much for them to kind of handle. So they kind of stripped it back. Oh, Do you yeah. remember them talking about oh, that? Yeah. And and now it just seems that we're, we're currently in the same situation again is that the, the content has become too easy because of the build crafting has become easy to put together for. Uh-huh players to then just go i can just walk this i mean some players can't admittedly there are some times that you you just can't do it you don't have the mods available you don't have the equipment available and you do your you best don't have with the what... exotic you don't have the stats yeah yeah, yeah. i mean but, you gotta um, put a lot in that's what i'm that's what i'm trying to say it's not it's not like what you guys are like oh it's too easy it's too easy no, no, because it's, we have the time and we have the the gear to be able to do it we have the stats right you can i mean even if you have all the all the gear like you have the excited that you need you have the mods that you need if you don't have the stats to make it work you know it's still not going to be working for you the way you know x youtube makes it work for you but but how easy is that high started armor to get now when you can literally slap resilience armor on your ghost go to your seasonal vendor well, yeah, yeah. If you know got. how to do that, and hopefully, if you listen to the show, we've told you enough times how to do that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, but not there's, everybody there's knows the that. Show, there's the show that tells you how to do that. There's Google that tells you how to do that. There's 58 million YouTube videos out there that tell you how to do that. And then most people that are coming into the game have, have come into the game because they've got a friend playing it, 
and that friend's already got high stat armor, and it's like, oh, just put this on your ghost and go there and do I mean, that. It's easy to make that assumption, but Mel O'Malley, but, the one that always emails, told us, yo, I didn't know you could farm armor like that till you told us, you know? There, there's people out there that just don't know, my yeah, friend. Yeah, that's, that's the problem that Bungie are having, is that the veteran players are finding it too easy, because the veteran players have got this. They've got everything kind of set up. They've got their armor. They've got a few tweaks maybe here and there each season, but it is like... It's it's hard. I mean, they say in short, player survivability is at the top end is too high. So this is us at the top end of the scale. Is yeah. it's too high for us. We they need to kind of they can't keep upping the difficulty because the people at the bottom will just find it so, too hard to get in. So just increase mob spawn. Like okay, so because, yeah, that's what they did before. Remember with the revelry, they did that, and, and it, it was caused fun. The, a, a lot of no, people but it, it caused that. so much power creep though. Yeah. Look, okay, so during the, the break between Bungie, I've been playing something called The Remnant 2, right? And The Remnant 2 did it the way Bungie's trying to do it now, and on the higher tier versions of that game, it's almost unplayable, right? So like the Nightmare version, right? I've got a build where I went through the first three uh, tiers of the game, no problem, right? I, I give everything status effects, and they just melt while I just kind of hang out, right? But that same build in the Nightmare mode, I get one shot by a, a freaking ad, dude, because of the the power scaling and and you know how the characters scale in 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 game activity or whatever, right? And that's what Bungie's trying to do now to make it harder for the veterans. But you're gonna make it harder overall for the veterans, and on top of that, you're nerfing a lot of people's abilities and ability spams, and you're gonna make the game not fun at that point. You know, like, like, and, and what I was getting to is the, the nightmare version of this game. I just stopped playing it because it's not fun anymore. You know, whenever you can't even move without getting one shot, no matter what build you use, then you're done. You know, there's only one build that will get you past the nightmare. And that's basically an infinite, infinity, uh, infinite healing tank. And that's it. You know, and that's not fun to play. You know, oh, yeah, I'm just standing here. I'm healing. Uh, that's not fun. You know? No, it's yeah. not. And that's that and I'm getting those kinds of vibes from what Bungie is saying right now. Well, I'll say to you what I'll say to you every kind of time that we have the buffs uh, and the nerfs and the debuffs and everything. Wait until we've got it in our hands and uh -huh. we've played it and then we go, okay, this is because no I guarantee you every single time we've got we've had a little bit of like a, a backward and forwards about this and say, you know, we don't like this, we don't like that. And then when we do get that season, everything goes out the window and everybody forgets about it because there's a fantastic build that's been found and put together and, and we're on to the next thing and it, it doesn't really matter what yeah, they kind of tweaked over here. play style. I mean, things like that exist. But that's but... what keeps the game fresh though, isn't it? Just mm. Otherwise, you would be stuck with the same armor that you had in year one with the same weapons and we'd just be able to kind of just walk through any activity and just, it would be boring. It would be stale. Would it? it would, yeah. What it, it? it really I mean, would. Games like games I mean, like um, uh, Smash Brothers, right? It's the same no matter what you do, and it's one of the greatest games that have ever lived. You know, other games like uh, Legend of Zelda, right? That stuff never changes, but people keep playing it for years and years because it's a yeah, good fighting game, game. and RPG. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and Remnant Two, if it wasn't for the nightmare, would be fun. You know, I've been playing that the whole time. Bungie's deciding when to bring out the next season right so yeah. you know i mean if a game is good and you have good stuff in the game and you have a good storyline people are gonna play it you don't have to keep creeping in changes like this man i mean well, you, you keep it fresh to keep it fresh i mean you don't have to 
just make the game good. Come out with new content that doesn't require you completely changing how everybody in the game plays the game. You know, whatever. Well, for the first pass, they're targeting a small number of subclass keywords that they believe most strongly contribute to the excess survivability in combat. Woven Mail, excess Restoration, and Devour. Okay, so in update 7.2, they took a small stab at Woven Mail's PvE damage reduction, mm. but with update 7.3, they're reducing it even further by 10%. Oh, come on! Even with Woven Mail and an Overshield in in-game content, you still get one shot. It's yeah, ridiculous. And now they're making I mean, it even less viable. Titan, everybody's complaining about Titans with the um, the banner one hit melee. Oh, the one. Hit melee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that mixed in with the banner of war. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. But you take that into but a GM. I want them to anything, have that in PVE, though. <laughs> with, with anything other than a sword guarding mm. for protection, you know, like if you're using. There's a reason most of them are using oh, what you call the exotic sword. Lament. The, yeah, it, you take that into PvE, your Banner of War, that stupid melee with Symphoseps and Lament, you know, and yeah, you, 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 you are pretty hefty, but you wander up to most things and they're still going to kill you. But you guys, the Titans, have that, that exotic where you can have the sword guard up and it doesn't eat your sword. Uh, Stronghold, yes. Stronghold. Yeah. Stronghold. Yeah. There you go. Right, you yeah. have the strongholds on. You infinitely guard till you get to the boss or whatever is trying to kill you. You kill it. Now you have the banner for the whole team, and you just walk around guarding. Just do 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 do, hit do 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 do, do hit. And you keep the banner up, and you're kind of invincible. Because yeah, you still take damage when you're guarding with a sword, but you're healing like a summoner biscuit too. Well, no, I mean yeah. they did. They changed. They did change the stronghold. Maximize guard stasis on equipped swords. You take reduced damage whilst blocking with the sword. And rapidly defeating targets after blocking a shot with a sword grants restoration for a duration determined by the number of shots blocked. So th th it, it's not infinite now. Okay. And the other thing you've got to bear in mind with all that is the fact that, that you're talking about running strongholds there, which means that you're taking symphoseps off, which is where a big amount of the damage boost was actually coming from was the symphoseps. I'm not just talking about a damage boost. I'm just talking about survivability, you know, in a in a GM, you know. But yeah, well, I mean, if it's that bad, uh, well, I'm gonna t I'm gonna tell you what the that we're doing next week. So woven mail reduced damage resistance in PVE combatants from fifty five to forty five percent. Restoration heal rate is being reduced in both PVE and PVP, Ooh. similarly to to woven male cases. <laughs> we want to see how this feels alongside some changes to throwing hammer and soul invictors further down. It's going to feel bad. Reducing healing? It's bad. Well, no. Restoration. So reduce healing yeah, rate. restoration is healing. They're yeah, reducing no. the restoration, at a.k.a. Restoration times healing. one. So the old one is 40 hit points in PvE and 20 hit points in PvP. The new is 35 in PvE and 17.5 in PvP. Not too bad. It's a slight reduction. You're saying um, that, but a, 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 a well of radiance gives you restoration. Uh -huh. I mean, it's okay. restoration. Okay. But you go into a GM and you can still get one shot by a sniper out of a well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Why are they reducing? I mean, okay, in bad? PvP, sure. Why PvE? Yeah. And the other thing is, why reduce the one thing that gives you survivability when... Everything in this game 
has a stomp mechanic and one of the only ways you can even remotely get close to half of the things in difficult content is if you're in a well or a bubble. Yeah, I mean, so, they've I given didn't... us a sword that we can't use in in-game content at all. You know, yeah. that, that you've eliminated an entire oh class God. of weapons. Whining. No, you, you just have to learn how to use it. Yes, let's learn how to use a weapon that requires close combat. When in close combat, you get one-shot stomped, which would normally be offset by the healing that you could have, which has also been nerfed. Yes, okay. what you're saying makes sense. It does. And restoration... <laughs> rest Reduced healing rates of restoration times two. So the old was 65 in PvE and 32.5 in PvP. The new one is 50 in PvE and 25 in PvP. And last up is Devour. So this is uh, largely due to the ease of use of Echo of Starvation's fragment, which was initially developed when there were fewer orbs of power being generated. Now we're just making too many orbs of power. Nah. It's easy to kind of, yeah, to ch kind of chain that. No <clears throat> such thing as too many orbs of power. So they're reducing its heal amount from 200 hit points to 100 unless Feed the Void is equipped. So Devour, healing amount both on activation and refresh, reduces from full heal to 100 hit points unless Feed the Void is equipped, and now refills both health and shield sections more smoothly rather than adding health to each section separately. Feed the Void increased grenade damage regeneration per kill while Devour is active. This amount varies based on the type of target defeated. Now also improves the strength of Devour Heal when equipped. And this again is going to be an ongoing process, so please continue to give them feedback. Now, feedback is when you've actually used it, not beforehand, Respawn. Uh, I give feedback whenever I want to give feedback. So no. This is, look, I'm already giving feedback right now. This is my feedback. Don't do it, it's dumb. Boom! What about sprinting and slide melees? Are you happy about this one? Okay, so I have mixed feelings. Personally, I'm very happy about this, right? Okay. Um, but at the same time, it doesn't really change anything because you can still slide shotgun melee. You just can't slide shotgun empowered melee. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So that slide shotgun melee is still going to kill you, <laughs> right? But at the very least, you can't slide shot empowered melee, which will prevent a shield bash or a hammer smash or a warlock yeah. freaking minion over whatever the hell they use. You know, whatever, right? I mean, most most hunter empowered melees are some kind of a a ranged option, which we really wouldn't use after slide shotgunning anyway, unless you're arc, then you know our empowered strike. But even then, it doesn't matter because if you land their shotgun. Any follow-up melee is going to finish a job unless they have, like, some ridiculous overshield happening or something. So, well, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm I'm happy, but at the same time, like I said, it doesn't really change much. There's not well, a I'm whole gonna, lot I'm, happening. I'm going to tell you what's happening. Uh -oh. what, what What's on the down low, or the, the low DL. down? No, no, the no, DL, no, yeah. DL, yeah. So, way back when, they decided to remove the capability for shoulder charge ability, shield bash, seismic strike, and shield strike to mm -hmm. one-shot enemy players, especially in Crucible. And this is part of an ongoing effort to make sure that one-shot abilities in the game come with significant risk or cost, whether that's significant wind-up time for Thunderclap or Consecration, or, or skill with flux grenades or specific build graph choices like Peregrine Greaves. Players are able to currently to circumvent this change by sliding 
firing their weapon and still being able to hit the initial shoulder charge or slide melee. This is what I was kind of talking about last week with kind of parody about old man kind of reflexes. I can't do this. This isn't me. I'm the guy that will, you know, melee you, then shotgun you. I can't kind of shotgun, then melee you. So I'm glad that they're kind of taking this out of the game because then it stops other players from doing the same thing to me. So win-win as far as I'm concerned. So you big, won't be able to do... Sorry? The big thing that's brought this on is the, again, is the current matter of Titans where a lot of them are using tractor cannon to debuff an enemy, running the opposite way, turning round, grappling, coming towards them, shooting a one-two punch shotgun, but not losing the momentum, and they're able to use the, um, what you call the stupid the Mr. Crab Claw. super complicated. <laughs> it's, it's not that difficult. I mean, really? I can do it on a controller. Okay. Like, it's easier, keyboard and mouse, yeah, I can do it on a controller. Hmm. Well, see, this is what they're saying: is that, that people have kind of been circumvent- circumventing that and just doing what you were saying, and and still being able to get that full melee charge, even if they've fired their weapon beforehand or they've done kind of grapples and and debuffs and things like that. So yeah. now they, they 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 don't want that to happen at all. So sprint and slide activated activated melees can no longer be activated after the player has fired their weapon during a slide. This affects the following melee abilities, Seismic Strike, Shield Bash, Hammer Strike, Owl of the Storm, Consecration, Flesh Storm, Lightning Surge, and Tempest Strike. So you guys are in there as well, the Hunters, with with those things. Mm -hmm. Along with this change, we're also increasing the potency of Tempest Strike, which has felt somewhat left behind given the powerful synergy between the Flow of State and Lethal Current. So the Tempest Strike, they're increasing the base damage from 110 to 125. Rework the tracking behavior to be more consistent at longer ranges and improve consistency while traveling over rougher terrain. There you go. That's a good thing for the hunters there. No? I mean, meh. It doesn't really make yeah, a difference, but, you know, whatever. I can't remember the last time I used Tempo Strike. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't really use it. Well, I don't really use it. There, there are some PvP, PvP, blah, blah, PvP players out there that, that use it heavily that I've come across. I mean, and it's good in PvP, but, like, I mean, I don't know. I'm a PvE player. Uh, PvE? <laughs> no, absolutely not. No. There's so many, I mean, I'm going to use Arc Liar's Handshake before I use Temper Strike. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So, Bonk Hammer and Banner of Wars are getting nerfed. Yeah, they are! I mean... Yeah, they are guys, and I'm I'm so sorry to hear this. Uh, I mean, such a liar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Titans have kind of done this to themselves <coughs> a little bit, just equipping it and just being the only thing to to play. Mm. You know, it's like so we 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 have only brought this on ourselves. So with season of the wish, uh, Bungie are making changes to slow down the charge progression, increase the number of defeats required to level the banner up at each tier. As part of this change, we're also significantly increasing the timer extension granted by each enemy defeated to compensate. So if you do get it up, it'll last longer. Sort of. Sure. <laughs> uh, th- those values do depend on the type of target defeated, and they fixed an issue where unpowered swords were being granted a damage boost by Banner of War. Oh, uh, And let's talk about Bonk. Prior to the Solar 3.0, Solar Throwing Hammer 
was in the Code of the Devastator subclass tree, which didn't have much in the way of survivability tools, other than picking up the hammer after a hit. This meant that players needed to be significantly more careful in their play and generally weren't as capable of standing in a champion or boss's face with impunity while chucking a hammer and at its torso over and over bonk, and over bonk, again. Bonk, 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 yeah. Bonk, bonk. yeah, that. While this <laughs> makes for fun visuals, we don't believe that this behavior is healthy for the game. So, throwing hammer when picked up now returns melee energy over 1.4 seconds rather than instantly, increases projectile tracking strength by about 20% to kind of compensate for that. Mm. So you'll be able to bonk, wait a couple of seconds, and then get your melee back to then bonk Not again. Not a couple of seconds, 1.4. Well, it's by the time you've realised it's back, it's it's going to be two seconds. You're just not going to be bonking as much as you want to. Yeah. I no. mean, to be to be honest, as somebody who had to play Titan for two seasons, I think the firewall melee you guys have is probably the best melee in your arsenal anyway. Because, uh, you know, it's a firewall. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> and no, I mean, but honestly, though, it does stupid damage. Like, the fact that that was doing more damage than a heavy weapon, and I could almost instantaneously get it back was ridiculous. It's ridiculous how much damage that firewall does. So, I mean, uh, your hammer's getting nerfed, sad panda, right? So yeah. I, I'm guessing that has to do with your healing, too, right? So, sure. Well, I yeah, that. I mean... But Part like, of the equation is Soul Invictus, apparently, which offers reliable safe havens in sunspots. Similarly to a throwing hammer charge, we don't want to discourage players who want to move from position to position, advancing through the combat space, but do want to make sure that players who bunker in the dangerous positions, such as at the feet of a boss, mm -hmm. aren't able to do so for so long. So Soul Invictus reduced the maximum sunspot duration from 20 seconds to 12. That is a big nerf, I think. This duration is only ever reached when the player is standing inside the sunspot. Sunspot durations without the owner standing in it remains unchanged at five seconds. Okay. So do, uh, I wonder if this thing still works, like you can stand in it, come out of it, stand in it, come out of it, and kind of keep the timer going. I wonder if that still goes. No? Do you reckon? Uh, no. I mean, if they're... I don't know. They didn't say that they were nerfing that. They just said they were nerfing the overall timer. So maybe... Yeah. Oh, Fair enough. Yeah. So I mean, with that update three, you can actually have to move around a little bit instead of just standing still. So yeah. 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 Well, I mean, that sounds like it's. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> whatever you can do, whatever you like. Yeah. 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 Well, if Radiant some water dawn, apparently is what they'd like to do. Um. They've made some changes to the super cooldowns in update 3.4.0, placing Well of Radiance and Ward of Dawn in the fastest recharging tier. Yes, you did. The game has changed significantly since then. Mm. And with the changes to Trials of Osiris Dominion being that you kind of have to capture a point and the rounds are shorter, they need to reevaluate their placement. Ah, well, maybe, just, okay. maybe just take out supers in Trials then. Just... Uh, do, do, have I converted really? Night Demon? Night oh! People rely upon gunplay? Right? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> what are you saying? I know, man. Apparently, so I've been rubbing off on them. <laughs> so in Season of the Wish, they're Wait increasing their base cooldown times by one tier, matching the passive cooldown of some of our burst supers, like Blade Barrage or Chaos Reach. Their goal is for Well and Ward to have stronger competition in round-based modes giving the other players more tools to effectively deal with them under the time pressure that modes like Dominion has. 
So Well of Radiance and Ward of Dawn increase the base cooldown. This is the base cooldown without any kind of extras from 417 seconds to 455. So basically, they'll have a look at it and we'll give our feedback. And if you're still using it, they're going to make nerfs again. And if, if you use it responsibly, they may just leave it alone. Nope. They may. Nope. Don't even, no, don't even try to lie to these people. There ain't no way they're going to leave it alone. Anything, because even if you use it responsibly, if you're having fun with something, Bungie no likey, okay? They're going to take it off you. They're going to they're gonna take your fun away. Well, they do have a suite of changes for the future planned, but not for Season the Wish. Uh, guys, did y'all hear that? A suite of changes. Not a couple of changes, a suite of changes. And I'm sure some of those might be positive, but anytime but, I hear yeah, the words change... I'm afraid. Sometimes they don't kind of push those if they don't need to be. Hey, when? When have they never pushed something? Once they've mm. made a decision that something is broken or somebody's having fun with it, they change it. Not always. Give me an example. Um, bows. What about bows? They've nerfed the hell out of bows. No, no, the they, they, they were going What are you talking about? They Could weren't going to do it, and then they put it off, and then they... Maybe did do something. They, they it was did a long time. something in mass. What they gave what bows at least two nerfs in the past three weeks, at least. No. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. the near and slightly further future of stasis. So a week and a half ago, stasis turned three years old. Did you know that? <gasps> I didn't know. I'm so old. It really we are. Because I feel like I've only used it about three times. Uh, <laughs> you got the wrong build, homeboy. Yeah, oh no! Wait, you're a warlock. Tiger, no. You should be using the hell out of stasis with your infinite I play, I play, I play everything, mate. I don't just play Warlock. And when I'm playing a Warlock, I don't want to freeze things. I want to kill them. I mean, every every class except Titan has a really good stasis build. Except Titan. Um, no, we know. We, we don't care. <laughs> we use other stuff. We use strands. You kind of have to, though. <laughs> Which is basically what Bungie are saying, that they've seen the kind of massive change in the sandbox. And uh-huh. since the release of the light subclasses in the 3.0 form and Strand as the fifth damage type in Lightfall, Stasis has kind of just gone, bye, um, well, I'll, I'll for, stay here. Literally further up in, in the in the twelve by each day is that Strand makes up 20% of the Titans. 20% of the Titans 20%? playing Destiny are using... What Strand. build are they? What build are they using that twenty percent of them thought that was a good idea? No, Strand. He's not saying Stasis. Oh, no, okay. Okay, Str- okay, yeah, no, Strand you makes 20, sense. You keep yes. getting, you keep getting muddled up with your S's. I, I, tell you. I keep doing. Yes, I do. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Too many All S's. Right. So the Strand yeah. Stasis. Yeah. But yeah, twenty percent of Titans are using Strand. That's that's a ridiculous amount. Wasn't it that Stasis came out of the box? super powerful and then we had that big nerf didn't we to it and it's still really it's never been useful against it and then yeah so we we're, we're slightly going back on some of these now basically starting with season of the wish and continuing in the final shape so again that they've kind of got another suite of changes that are going to be they're going to be reevaluating it come uh-huh. uh, or i suppose all throughout season of the wish and then further on in the final shape so let's start off with the fragment suite 
For this release, we focused on our stat bonuses and penalties, removing those that felt unnecessary, tweaking them to make underperforming picks a little more attractive, or shifting them to better suit the gameplay of the fragment. So Whispers of Hedron, they've removed the minus 10 strength penalty. Whisper of Impetus, now improve, now provides... Sorry? Nothing. Uh, it was Whisper of Impetus, yeah? Yeah, yeah but like was, Impetus, yeah, yeah. Impotent, I mean, it's not oh. a great name. <laughs> Whisper of Impetus now provides plus 10 resilience. Whisper of Shards no longer provides plus 10 resilience. Whisper of Hunger, stat penalty change from minus 10 mobility and 10 intellect to minus 20 strength. Whisper of Bonds removed the 10% discipline penalty. And for the Hunters, they're making changes targeted at improving the reliability of Withering Blade in all content and Winter Shroud in PvE. Withering Blade now travels faster and has a longer lifeline. And Bounce, they've additionally added Bounce. Oh, Yeah, so they've put the, the, the... In reality, what they've done at Withering Blade is put it back to what it used to be. No, what what made it strong back in the day is how many stacks it gave to freezing. That's what made it strong, and that's that that was the big note that killed it for hunters. Is now you can hit you can hit somebody with every ability you have except your super, and it still will not freeze somebody. Fun well, fact, all I see is increase, that, increase, increase, increase. Yeah. Well, they didn't increase the free stacks. They just increased. They gave it an extra bounce. <clears throat> they increased the distance, and that's it. They didn't increase the damage, right? And they didn't increase the free stacks. The damage and the free stacks are the two most important things. You want to freeze well, the enemy. If I wanted to damage an enemy with a melee, I'd switch to throwing knives. <laughs> you know, well, with withering blades, they've increased the projectile speed by ten percent. Increased the maximum projectile lifetime by 10%, mm. increased the maximum bounce count from two to three, and increased the tracking consistently. Again, so that's a none good thing. Of that that is, increased. None of that is the freezing stacks. No, but isn't that Winter Shroud? Because I'm reading on and it says Winter Shroud is getting an update to be more forgiving against PvE combatants with a longer slow duration and increased area of effect. That's a so slow duration, the, but not a slow stack counts. You know, when uh, somebody's slow, they can still shoot you. The, the point is, is to free somebody. That's the point of stasis, is to freeze them so they can't kill you and you can kill them, right? They've taken away our Shatter Strike entirely, so whatever, right? They took away our, our, our Chinese Star's ability to freeze, right? Withering Blade, whatever the hell you want to call it, right? Uh, I mean, it, it goes back to my point that if a hunter uses every one of their abilities, we still can't freeze an enemy. That's ridiculous. Whereas a warlock can, well, with one melee, you know, can the freeze moment, somebody. A titan at the melee moment can freeze you can't. somebody. At the moment, you can't. Yeah. But this might change. This might change it. You have to wait and see. Mm. I mean, yeah, your slow like, stacks also do freeze somebody. Yeah, enabling things like the six coyote to more easily freeze enemies, or for freeze to occur more quickly after a dust field dodge combo. So the, you're going to have to just build into it a bit more, but it will work. So they've increased the slow stacks applied to PvE combatants from 40 to 60, increased the slow duration applied to PvE combatants from 4 seconds to 8, and increased the slow detonation size versus PvE combatants from 8 meters to 9. Okay, that's nice. Very nice PvE changes. Absolutely. For Titans, they're walking back a few changes that they made in the hotfixes 3.11 and 3.2. So Shiver Strike now <laughs> slows players on hit, a behavior previously removed in the hotfix and fixed an issue where Shiver Strike would not function with the melee kickstart armor mod. 
Glacial Quake now freezes nearby players on cast, a behavior previously removed in the hotfix 3.11111. And on cast, freeze impulse size versus players has been reduced from 8 meters to 6. There you go. Versus players. There's, there's a nerf there. Mm-hmm. And they're also implementing a change to improve Howl of the Storm consistency against players because seeing a target touching a stasis crystal creates a howl and not being frozen was frustrating experience. So Howl of the Storm fixed an issue where Howl of the Storm was not consistently freezing targets in contact with a created stasis crystal. So mm-hmm. do not touch. If it's not yours, do not touch it. I agree for every class. For everything. I agree for everything. If it's not, no, everything. If, if it's not your if it's not your stasis ball, don't touch it. If it's not your ice crystal, don't touch it. If you didn't make oh, them, leave strand. them alone. I, t- I had a little play the other day with the the Beyblades on the Hunter. Yes, that's why I'm complaining. How much fun are they? Leave my Beyblade alone. How much fun are they? Right? <laughs> why does why why do people running solar have to run up to your little strand ball, grab it, and throw it at someone and do next to no damage? Because they're when you could rude. Throw it into a Beyblade, it's like, oh my god, just stay away from it. They're rude. I hate it when people do that. Look, I'm trying to use Beyblades, like what he's talking about, and you're throwing my Beyblade. Let me throw the Beyblade, or let me shoot. Oh, and the worst is when I'm about to shoot it, and they grab it, right? Yeah. Oh, man, just... just, If it ain't yours, don't touch it. Oh, you do. I'm moving into pirate land here. That is against player etiquette. If it's not yours, if you didn't make it, leave it alone. It's, uh, you know what? It annoys me almost as much as when we used to have war mine cells and you used to try, you know, you used to set up a build with your war mine cells, mm-hmm. like suppress enemies and stuff like that. And then you'd get that Muppet with no war mine cell build on and he'd just shoot it because it, oh, but cell go boom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if so, you don't let me shoot it, because I had the war mine where it would create like the big AOE explosions and clear the rooms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just... that was mine. You, you're like, choo, 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 boop. You pop my my more mind. Whereas if you don't let me do it, all the people that are still shooting us would be dead by now. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's so annoying. It's so frustrating when you've got a build going on and then some person yeah for has new, to ruin for new guardians, all your fun. For new guardians, it's against player etiquette. If you didn't make it, leave it alone. Okay, yeah. don't touch it. No touching. The, the the easiest thing that could do to all of this is make them player specific. Specific what? You create one. It's yours. Oh, oh, make so players specific. Okay. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. No, yeah, no, so absolutely. You can see it. So you know, like your ammo bricks. You know what I mean? You create an ammo brick. The person next to you can't run up and steal it. Yeah. I was gonna so, say. I was gonna say making it invisible would be one thing, but on second thought, it's a good idea because if let's say you and I are both running strand, and you make yeah. a strand ball. And I thought it was my strand ball. If I can see it, I'm yep. trying to shoot it. And if I can't break yep. it, I'm going to be like WTF. What's going on? So yeah. if it ain't mine, I don't want to see it. Leave it alone. <laughs> yeah. Just make make it like the ammo bricks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, yeah, I can't yeah. see your ammo bricks on the floor. Or the orbs of power. You can't see somebody else's orbs of power. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Look, we're, 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 we're theory crafting here. Let's go. Yeah. So for Warlocks, they're making a couple of quality of life improvements for Frost Pulse, Penumbral Blast. Sorry, Frost Pulse and Penumbral Blast. Because Shadebinder is already a strong pick, but they, you know, they still want to make improvements to stasis. So Frost Pulse significantly increases consistency against faster moving targets. 
This change involves reworking how this ability applies freeze to targets, reducing the latency between when the ability is activated and when the target is actually frozen. So the freeze detonation size versus PVE combatants increased from 8 meters to 8.5, and the penumbral blast is intended to be a skill shot with a high payoff. But when they made changes, they reduce its detonation size, and that impact in the environment can make sometimes feel too inconsistent. So with the next update, they're increasing that detonation size by 33% to making it easy to use, basically. Uh, increase the detonation size when impacting the environment from 1.5 to 2 meters. Uh, Shadebinders will also directly benefit from a tuning change being made to glacier grenades. Currently, Bleak Watcher's cooldown is directly tied to the base cooldown of glacier grenades, regardless of what grenade you have equipped. With update 7.3, glacier grenade cooldown is being reduced, which will also translate to the lower Bleak Watcher cooldown. So the glacier grenade reduction cooldown from 152 seconds to 121, and the cooldown penalty for dust field grenades and cold snap grenades when Bleak Watcher is equipped will also be updated so that their cooldowns match the new glacier grenade cooldown time. Cold snap grenades, they fixed an issue where the seeker was not consistently creating in the direction that the projectile was moving after a bounce. Mm -hmm. They've increased arming shape size from 0.9 meters to 1.4, and tracking strength now ramps down from full strength to zero over the course of the grenade's lifetime, rather than immediately turning off after the seeker has reached 0.5 seconds of lifetime. And finally, they're increasing the bonus damage special weapons deal to frozen targets by a small amount, from 5% to 10 and these aren't the only changes to stasis that they have in the works. Again, more stuff in the works. We have some long requested changes for a future release that we'll discuss once that is closer to the time. And do you need a sneak preview of this? Well, they're going to tell you anyway. So there's going to be a new stasis <laughs> keyword that they're tentatively calling Frost Armor. And that aims to address some, some of the player's feedback regarding survivability when running stasis, particularly when not using Whisper of Rhyme or Whisper of Chains. Additional tuning changes and reworks to existing stasis fragments, adding additional behaviours to the harvest aspect. So tune in next week for the full list of patch notes, where we will make Parody read everything that we've missed, <laughs> right. because that's what he gets for going on holiday. Oh, Who would like to take the upcoming exotic armour and armour mods changes? I can take care of that. It's time for another set of exotic armour balance changes once again. We wanted to buff some underused exotics with a particular focus this time on broadening the number of viable melee oriented exotic options for all three classes. Blah, 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 blah. We also wanted to improve the two least popular Aeon Cult sex. Okay, with the goal of running a team of Aeon would provide more value in high-end PvE play. We also snuck in a few miscellaneous changes that we feel improve the armor sandbox. Here for the details broken down by class, please note that unless otherwise specified, the following changes leave the rest of the exotics benefit intact. Okay. So, for the Hunter Shards of Galinor... Throwing knife kills now grant super energy ranging between 2.5% and 5% depending on the type of enemy killed. Yo, are they buffing my knife builds to also buff my super? Let's go. Aphidius Faith. Really good as well. I put a little build together using shards the other day just to have a little play with it. Mm -hmm. And oh my god, you can already get your super ridiculously fast. Only because so, they made the changes that allow us to throw more blades in our uh, 
in, in our blade barrage with with that shard or whatever, you can throw more blades, and that directly affects the the super you get back with the shards of Galanor. No, I mean actually getting the super, you can get it already ridiculously fast. Yeah, so but it, it is capped. Do that on top of it. It is capped. You can only From recover what? at most what sixty percent. No, I mean no, getting your super, not getting back your super energy. Oh, getting it. At all. Oh, okay, 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 I got you. Because you, you can give yourself, obviously, the armor charges, etc. Then mm -hmm. you can use things like, oh, what do you call it? On the... On the uh, like melee kills give you, you super a, energy. You do, kind of yeah, stuff. and then yeah. if you do a finisher, it, it, it grants you your melee back. Oh, yeah. Oh, and then so by the cool. time you've done, you know, like, two knives, then that, more knives, dodge, more knives. Yep. It, Oh my god, it's so ridiculously good, and then they're going to throw that on top of it. <laughs> that's that's going to be so much and, fun. And not just that, but remember how I was talking about Aphidia Spade and the uh, Fan of Knives? Yeah. Here we go. Aphidia Spade, Knife Kills now grants stacking damage bonus of 30, 60, or 100% for 5 seconds to throwing knives. Dodging refreshes the duration. Ooh, that sucks. Oh, no, wait, it doesn't. It refreshes no, the duration? Good. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So, not hunters out there. We have, uh, we have two things we can do with our dodge. One thing we can recharge our melee with a dodge. The other thing we can reload our ammo with the with a currently equipped weapon with a dodge. If we have a Spidia spade, we can throw a throwing knife, and when you kill something with a throwing knife, you automatically get the throwing knife back. But if you don't kill something, you dodge near that enemy, and that gives you your throwing knife back, and apparently refreshes the damage? What? Okay, my Aphidia build is gonna be nutty next season, guys. Let's go. Uh, dude, it's gonna get very stupid, Hawk. Uh, you need to start playing Hunter more. Um, Stompies! Oh, here we go. I hate seeing this word. Feedback about previous Stompies change indicated that requiring a full class ability made movement while wearing this exotic field too variable between its states and disproportionately hurt certain builds. Duh. The fact that you needed us to tell you that is why you're having problems, Bungie. Um, in this update, we've removed the requirement of having a full dodge energy to activate the benefits and have reduced the bonus to airborne lateral acceleration that the exotic provides to be more in line with its other bonuses, sprint speed, grounded acceleration, airborne vertical acceleration, slide distance, and jump height bleh, in terms of effectiveness. We also added damage resistance while airborne in PvE to make Stompies a more desirable option outside of the Crucible and jumping puzzles. Eh, we'll see. So what have they done? They removed the requirement to have full class ability energy to benefit from the movement bonuses. I'm, I don't know what that means. Does that mean we get the bonuses at all times like we used to? Or does yeah. it just require less energy to activate the bonus? I'm not sure. They're not really specifying. Um, they've reduced the airborne lateral acceleration bonus, eh. and it now provides damage resistance against combatants while airborne. That's kind of nice, especially during the game modes where if you're in the air, you take more damage. So that could yeah, be okay. Yeah, like grounded. So. Yeah, yeah. 
Mechaneer's Trixley is very underused exotic. Uh, the sidearm damage bonus now persists for five seconds after your shields begin to recharge. Sidearm kills extend the damage bonus duration by three seconds. So that's cool. And completely reload your sidearms from reserves. The damage bonus has been reduced in PvP to compensate for lasting longer. It is now 10% sidearm damage down from 35%. Well, you're not going to be using that in PvE anymore, that's for sure, or PvP anymore, that's for sure. Um, with the sidearm changes to PvE next season, maybe, but, eh? Bombardiers! Here we go, I love this exotic. Bombardiers now applies 20 slow stacks to enemy players and 40 slow stacks to PvE combatants. This, with a lot of stasis builds, is going to be very, very good. Because not only are you getting slow stacks for just dodging, but when you have a stasis build and you dodge, you drop a stasis orb, which blows up and applies more slow stacks. So you're double dipping right there. Unless they say otherwise. Triton Vice. I don't even know. Oh, wait. This is the new one, right? Yeah, this is the new one. Okay. Yeah. Increase the Glade melee damage bonus while surrounded to 100% both for PvE and PvP. <laughs> Up from 30% in PvP, PvE, sorry, and 10% in P. They gave it a... 900% damage bonus for PvP. <laughs> oh my god! What? Okay, so previously it did 10% extra damage in PvP. Now it's doing 100% extra damage in PvP. That's disgusting. Now, I mean, it is doing a lot in PvE as well, so... I'd like to see some builds around that if y'all guys have any suggestions. I have some things in mind, but we'll see what happens. Plunder the booty! I need an exotic, uh, un not an exotic, I need a glaive build for hunters, uh, post-haste. Celestial Nighthawk, here we go, what's going on here? Uh, precision kills now grant super energy ranging between 1.5% and 4.5%, depending on the target type killed. Oh no, that's a nerf. No, why did you do this to my boy? Uh, Titans, here we go. Severance Enclosure. I don't know what that is. Increase the size and damage of the explosion. That sounds fun. Kills with the Exotics Explosion. Now trigger an additional explosion. What is this? What is, are these gauntlets? What is this? Severance Enclosure. It's a chess piece. So chess piece, what, is it for any class or a specific class? Hang on, let me just double check, because I have got it somewhere. Oh, Severance Enclosure is powered melee final blows unleash a damaging explosion. Finishes and final blows against more powerful targets increase the radius and damage of the explosion. It's a bit meh. Well, so. is it still meh if you get a second explosion? Well, the thing is, it's like having the ACDC feedback fence, uh -huh. but you know, it just you have to get the powered melee to get the explosion. Whereas if you're in melee range and you've got the ACDs on and you punch somebody and they punch you back, that they're, they're going to get explosions that way. So it's still a bit meh. And the severance enclosures and exotic chess piece. I don't even yes. see that under my the list of 
Titan the only place where Severance Enclosure might be all right is if you've got a load of ads surrounding like a champion oh, and you run in, you run in and you do a finisher on a champion or something like that. Yeah, but like, like okay, so it says powered melee kills, right? So your frisbee, right, looks like it could do two explosions to everything it kills, thereby creating a chain reaction, right? Your hammer throw could be really good with that, I assume. I mean, this. I'm not a Titan. This seems like a pretty powerful exotic, especially if the explosion size and damage is increased and you get a secondary explosion. That seems really powerful. And you guys are saying it's just meh? Well, it has always been meh. So it, it might, that might make it really powerful. But as it stands at the moment, meh. Okay. Well, sure enough. Peregrine Grease. <laughs> Mike, are you listening? Okay. Uh, you now have to be airborne for a brief time before the exotic effects will apply. So no more slight hop to, to kill to one-shot somebody in PvP. That'd be cool. Alright. Um, damaging champions, tormentors, or mini-bosses with a shoulder charge deals further increased damage and refunds your melee energy. Hold on. Guys, did y'all see this? Holding. Holding. Damaging. Holding. Not killing, damaging champions, tormentors, or mini bosses deals increased damage and refunds melee energy. You just got to damage them? Yo, what? That's going to be pretty good. That's going to be it, really good for really, me. What? Yeah, that? that could be really handy that if you, you know, like if you've got champions that are near. Cubby sort of thing, you know, that you can hide in and you can run towards them. Yeah. Hit them with a melting point, for example, and then, or a hammer strike, whatever they call it these days. And then, you know, run off and hide again, but turn around and come back for a second one. Because obviously, you hit them with the hammer strike, melting point, whatever it is, you, you're going to have well, it refunded and you're going to, yeah, you're going to have the accelerated damage and you're going to have the buff from already hitting it with the melting point, presuming. Does it work with the ranged melees? I thought like Peregrine Greaves turned your melee into like a flying knee. Yeah, so like Hammer Strike is a is is a flying knee. Oh, okay, okay. But it, it also used to apply a debuff. Don't know if it still does. Yeah, it's like a three second debuff, isn't it? Three or five seconds. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember. But, but if you can turn around and then come back and do it again, and you've already got the buff from the Hammer Strike. Uh huh. Oh man, that's... and the buff from Peregrine Greaves. That that's going to change a lot of PVE activities with with because there's a lot of Titans that still do the hammer buff and then back out. But if you could just continuously do the debuff, because that debuff is pretty substantial too. It used to be a really good debuff. I yeah. mean, I, we used to use it all the time back when you know you used to have um, mm -hmm. Escalation Protocol. If you didn't have a Hunter. Then you know the hammer strike was great, and then just damage. I mean, it already did bonkers damage. Now it's going to do oh, even more really bonkers good. damage, and just damaging somebody gives it back, dude. That's Titans. That's a great buff right there. I mean, torment is obviously you're going to run the risk of getting a cuddle when you do it. Yeah, true. But if you if you paired this with your banner. You could potentially outheal the damage done to you with Peregrine Greaves yep. on. 
right? Because matter, you don't need an exotic. That's just that's just a, uh, a fragment, right? Yeah, that's just there all the time. Yeah, yeah. So that paired with your banner of courage, golly, guys. Yep. Worm God caress. Here we go. The burning fist exotic effect has been reworked. It's now a meter that increases with melee kills and finishers and decay. Okay, so it's a meter. Melee kills and finishers increase it, but it decays over time. Okay. The meter is broken up into five sections, which provide escalating melee and glaive melee damage bonuses. The upper end of the meter also provides escalating weapon damage bonuses. And as the meter decays, it passes back through earlier tiers rather than deactivating immediately. The meter decays more quickly the more full it is. Ooh. Ooh, that's... Ooh, man, Titan's got options this coming season. Look at you guys. Man, I don't know what Ashley Cross is talking about. Yeah, your, your melees may have been nerfed in PvP, but you guys are getting all kinds of bonuses for PvE type stuff, dude. Wow. Ashen Wake. Um, fusion Grenade Impacts now stun Unstoppable Champions. So you just have to hit him with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is Fusion Grenade the one that sticks like Halo? I think so. Uh, oh, yeah. Is it? No, I think it's the one just explodes, isn't it? But I think... I isn't it stuck and then exploded. I think with Ashen Wakes on there, they actually do... I think they actually stick with the Ashen. I'm just going to check. So fusion grenades now explode on impact and gain increased throwing speed. Ooh. Final blows with fusion grenades grant grenade energy. So no, it doesn't say anything about the. Yeah, but if you if you tag somebody, it insta detonates, right? Because before it would bounce off. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it detonates on impact already, and it'll stun unstoppables with with your nades. So it's not bad. Yeah, it gives you an option. Send the saps, <laughs> Micah. <laughs> this is the one that's killed me. <laughs> okay, while well, we wanted to bring the generic melee bonuses down a bit to give space for other more specialized melee exotics to shine in their specific niches, we felt it was safe to bring Syntheseps Glaive melee bonus back up a substantial amount. Ooh, more glaive builds. Ask the cross. Come on, now you might get your glaive build back, bud. Um, we have also swapped the increased melee lunge range for increased weapon handling and reload speed. Okay. So, the reload speed would be powerful on a glaive. Fair enough. But weapon handling? Eh? On a glaive? Somebody tell me how that makes any sense. No, that's not just on a glaive, though, is it? So we have also swapped the increased melee lunge range for increased weapon handling and reload speed. That's just in dread. Oh, general. just passively. Oh, okay. All right. I see what's happening. Okay, cool. Um, removed extended melee lunge distance. Yep. Now improves weapon handling and reload speed while surrounded. Oh, it's so it's while surrounded. Gotcha. Uh, reduces the PV. Reduced the PVE surrounded melee damage bonus to. 165 down from 200%. Ew, why? But you increase the Glaive Melee bonus to 100% up from 50. I'm confused. So is this making it stronger overall or less strong? Because they're reducing the surrounded melee damage, 
but increasing the overall glaive melee damage. Take that as you will. Somebody explain that to me. <laughs> Pressure scars. That's the China. helmet. The China <laughs> looking thing, right? That looks like broken China. Yeah. Uh, kills with weapons matching your subclass. Now apply Restoration Tier 1 for 1.5 seconds in PvP. You. And 3 seconds in PvE. I don't like this. No, take it back. <laughs> stop giving Titans health in PvP. No. Stop it. Um, but it is only Tier 1, and that is being reduced, so... And at least it's only... Restoration, it's not like Restoration and an Overshield. It's not like One-Eyed Mask bad, is it? No, no. Oh, don't even talk about One-Eyed Mask. There are some people that don't <laughs> even know what that is. Like, I tried explaining that to, to a new player, and they're like, what's a One-Eyed Mask? I'm like, the fact that you don't know what that is is a good thing. Don't worry yeah. about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bloke that we play all three. Even I don't like One-Eyed Mask. <laughs> um, Warlock? What the hell? Bat... Bali Doors Wrath Weavers? What the hell is that? I don't know. It's difficult to say. That's what that is. That's an exotic just, you guys have? I just like <laughs> the fact that you struggled so much with that. That is a rough word to say. How do you say it? <laughs> Balladors Wrath Re Weavers? Uh, I got it wrong as well. It's okay. Yeah. I feel okay now. Okay. Winter's Wrath uh, Shockwave deals extra damage and buffs allies. Okay. Um, that's what that does. Okay, your Winter's Wrath yeah. Shockwave deals increased shatter damage, and allies within range of your Shockwave gain an overshield, ooh, and increased damage with stasis weapons. That's that's kind of strong. Look at the size of the gauntlet on this thing. That turns a Warlock into a Titan. Look at this thing. That is the Infinity Gauntlet. Changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> it does look pretty cool, though. Um, okay. So now when you cast a Frost Pulse Rift, nearby allies gains Tier 2 Stasis Surge Weapon Bonus for 10 seconds. Wow. Wow. In PvE and 5 seconds in PvP. I mean, let's be honest. Do you need more than 5 seconds in PvP? Um, they also gain a 50 HP Overshield? Golly. The stasis damage bonus provided to allies by the Winter's Wrath Shockwave is now Tier 4 Stasis Surge Weapon Bonus. And when your Winter's Wrath ends, you gain Tier 4 Stasis Surge Weapons bonuses as well. So when you cast it, you get a bonus. When it goes away, you get a bonus. Goodness gracious. That is a strong... No, hold on. The overshield with the weapon damage is kind of nutty. That's kind of nutty. Apothesis Veil. That is an old exotic, isn't it? Yeah, very old. Ability energy on supercast. Immediately regenerate your health, your melee. Okay, hold on. So, start, start over. Um, Apothesis Veil gives Insatiable, and Insatiable immediately regenerates health, melee, grenade, and rift energy when you pop a super. And nearby allies recharge class abilities even faster. And wow, that's pretty good. What does it do now, though? Casting your super now grants cure tier three to you and your allies, nearby allies. Wow. 
After your super ends, you now temporarily gain greatly increased melee and grenade energy for eight seconds. What exotic do you use right now for your melee? Uh, for your for your grenade stuff. It depends on what kind of build I'm. Not him. The, the, the grenade spam over oh. here. What does he use? Oh. Sunbreakers. Sun, Sunbreakers. Sun he said. Yeah. Sunbreakers. Okay. This probably won't replace the Sunbreakers, will it? Probably not, though. Okay. But it's a really good support exotic. I mean, that's... Sunbreak is triggered just off a melee kill. Ah, I see, I see. And you guys definitely get a lot of those with your finger snap AoE shenanigans. Um, with Fell Winter's Helm. What is that, too? Fell Winter right here, okay. Powered melee final blows create a burst of energy that weakens nearby targets. Finishers and final blows against more powerful targets increase the radius of the burst and the length of the weakening effect. That's what it does now. What it's going to do is it's moved the size of the weakening burst and the duration of weaken up one tier against all targets. Except for finishers against bosses, which retains the maximum size and duration. Eh. Um... Karnstein Armless. That sounds familiar, so it must be powerful. Oh, that's a vampire gloves! Okay, I use the hell out of these. Alright. So, melee final blows instantly restore a large amount of health and continue to restore health afterwards for a short duration. That's their current text. Okay. What it's going to do is melee kills now grant cure tier 3 and restoration tier 1 for 8 seconds, and Finishers now grant Tier 2, 3, and Restoration Tier 2 for 8 seconds. Ooh, my biscuits! Oh, goodness! That's really good for that Warlock melee build that uh, Plunder the Booty showed me a long time ago. So check him out. He's got a really good build for basically infinite melees for the Warlock. And this is going to make you have infinite melees and infinite healing. That's kind of nutty. Aeon Swift, Aeon Safe, and Aeon Soul exotic armors all receive the following changes to their sect mods. All right. All three are getting these changes. So, Sect of Force. This has been reworked to be all about providing your allies significant bonus weapon damage against powerful combatants. The bonus grenade and melee energy has been moved to the special benefit granted to Aeon cult allies using a different sect. Okay. Rapid precision hits provide quicker reload and weapon swap speeds, and the bonus now lasts for 10 seconds, up from 6. Seconds. Okay. Uh, it no longer grants bonus melee, grenade, or super energy on stunning champions or defeating a boss or a mini boss. Instead, stunning a champion or rapid precision hits against champions, elites, or mini bosses will mark them for your allies. A marked enemy allows allies to deal 20% extra damage. It's not insignificant, guys. Um, and when it, especially like if they're using grenades, if you mark them and they use grenades or rockets, whoo, that's, that's, well, a, that's a big buff. If you, if you, for example, you mentioned earlier on Wish Ender, so you use Wish Ender against your anti-barrier champion. Ooh. 
firing them, and then everybody's running a wish ender. A wish ender's getting a twenty percent damage bonus. That's a lot. Because I mean, I'm not being funny, but wish ender's kicking out some real big damage. I mean, it kind of always did, especially when it was bugged. But even without being bugged, it still does nutty damage. And there's yeah, there's a there's a hunter strand build that while they're suspended, you shoot them with the wish ender, and it gives you back a ton of grenade energy. That yeah. way, when they hit the ground again, you can just resuspend them. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah, that would be stupid. Yeah. Uh, when a target is first marked, nearby Aeon cult allies who did not have the sect of force roll equipped gain grenade and melee energy. Okay. So, so they get the all the weapon stuff and grenade and melee energy if they belong to a different sect. So this is kind yeah. of encouraging everybody to have a different sect as well. Okay. Sect of Insight. The Sect of Insight has a strong role in endgame PvE teams, and we don't want to change that. The once, I'm sorry, the once modification we I am retarded, uh, ridiculous. Uh, the one modification we do want to make is changing the Aeon Cult ally bonus to be super energy instead of weapon damage. As we want Sect of Force to be the source of weapon bonuses. Okay. So what happens now is nearby Aeon cult allies who do not have Sect of Insight role equipped will no longer gain a bonus to weapon damage for a short time. Instead, they gain a bonus of super energy. Yes. So this is what I was talking about. Okay. They want everybody to use a different sect. That way... If ever if the Titans using one, Hunters using one, Warlocks using another one, everybody's gonna get all of these bonuses. It looks like. That's what I'm thinking. If I'm wrong, somebody correct me. But that's what it's looking like. Well, all about the one that you've got equipped. Yeah, yeah. Sect of Vigor. Sect of Vigor already has a strong theme as a supporting role in the Iron Cult. We wanted to boost its effectiveness by having it provide damage resistance in PVE in addition to its class ability benefits. Our goal is to make Sect of Vigor players shepherds for their team, keeping their allies near to protect them from harm. So Sect of Vigor now provides damage resistance against combatants when an ally dies or is resurrected, in addition to the existing class ability energy. So, who has this one? Is this a Warlock? Who has the Sect of Vigor? Um, no, that's not Warlock, so let's see. Well, Sector Figures, it's just one of the perks of the Aeons, isn't it? Yeah, but it, each class has a different set of perks, that's why I'm looking. Um, where's the Hunter Aeon stuff? Uh, Aeon Swift, there we go. Aeon Fast Folder Chant. Oh, no, 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 okay, it's the mod you equip. Okay. Yeah. That's right. I forgot about that change. Okay, so it's based on the mod you have equipped. All right, cool. Um, Sector Victor RZ has a blah, blah, blah. Okay, so it now provides damage resistance when allies, yada, yada. When you cast your super, nearby allies no longer gain an instant burst of healing or an overshield. Instead, nearby critically wounded allies gain damage resistance from combatants as long as they stay near you. That is kind of dumb. So they have to be critically wounded. 
And they only gain damage resistance. They don't get health. They don't get overshields. They don't get anything. Alright. Nearby Aeon cult allies who do not have the Sector Vigor role will also recover class ability energy more quickly. I think of the three, this one is the dumbest. I don't... I, yeah. Yeah, no, that one is... No, okay. Do better. Those are all the changes planned for exotic armor that will be available the moment Season of the Wish launches. So this is Tuesday. All these changes are happening on Tuesday. As always, let us know how you feel about these. Try them in your favorite activities and keep that precious feedback coming. Woo! Now we're getting into armor mod changes, everybody. We're getting into armor mod. We're getting into... Where's my mod page? Um, in addition to the exotic changes listed above, we're also adjusting several armor mods. To reiterate what was touched on the gameplay section, the high potential power output of abilities means they need to have proportional uptime and require meaningful and sometimes difficult build crafting choices. Currently, the high watermark for ability uptime is higher than we'd like. In order for us to hit our broader goals of reining in ability energy source across the sandbox, we need to reduce the amount of energy fed to the energy economy via armor mods. See, this is why y'all should be playing Hunter. Because Hunters have a lot of stuff that just instantly give your abilities back. You know, we have dodges. We have throwing knife abilities, which will instantly give you throwing knife back. We have melees that upon kill instantly give you your dodge back. Hunters have a lot of stuff that just gives you energy back without relying on mods. So everybody who's not playing a hunter, you're wrong. Just saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> Heavy-handed firepower and reaper. These now have a 10-second cooldown after generating an orb of power. Ooh, 10 seconds is a long time. Reaper also requires a kill to be secured within 10 seconds of using your class ability. So you have to kill something in 10 seconds after using a class ability, and it only lasts for... I'm sorry. And it has a 10-second cooldown after that. Eek. Melee kickstart and grenade kickstart and utility kickstart. Now provide between 16 and 45% ability energy... And requires at least a single armor charge to be consumed. Okay. Momentum transfer, bolstering detonation, impact induction, and focusing strike. These now provide between 12, 17, or 20% energy for 1, 2, or 3 stacks respectively. And require a powered melee attack. Oof. Outreach and Bomber now provide 12, 17, or 20 for 1, 2, or 3 stacks, respectively. Outreach, Bomber, and Distribution. Bomber gets hit a couple of times here. Goodness. Um, so does Outreach. Hold on. Yeah, Bomber and Outreach each get hit twice. So, Outreach and Barmer now provide 12, 17, or 20 ability energy. Distribution now provides 4, 6, or 7% ability energy. And the energy provided is further reduced, reduced, based on the cooldown of the class ability used, with the shortest cooldowns reducing it by 60%. Ooh. 
We believe these changes will help return some meaningful choice to both ability usage and the armor charge system while still allowing each armor mod to provide a valuable effect. Oof. That... That's some verbiage. That's, that's some horribleness. <laughs> Again, hunters have lots of builds that instantly give you stuff back. Just saying. And especially this upcoming season with the knife changes, our exotic changes... The changes done to the solar subclass. I'm just saying a solar hunter looks really strong. Um <laughs> after, okay, so LF five M Fireteam Finder 1810 know what to do and I'm well lock. <laughs> I'm looking for five more. Oh, these are okay, this is like LFG stuff. Okay. After almost two years of hard work, we we will start a Fireteam Finder beta test shortly after Season of the Wish launches. Starting on November 30th, players will have access to the first public raids stress test of the new group finding tool while we gather data to help get things working smoothly. In-game LFG says what? The first test will focus only on raids. Well, I guess it's a good place to start. Be aware that this is one of the most ambitious launches we've ever had for Destiny in a long time. So please be patient and share all your feedback so we can work the gremlins out of the system. Our goal with this launch is clear. To ensure Fireteam Finder scales properly for millions of players and to deliver world-class LFG tools for all activities in the near future. Whew. We have a lot more to share about this article dedicated to Fireteam Finder, so go check it out if you haven't already. It's a link that brings you to Bungie.net, and this goes into more in-depth stuff. Okay, so if you want to take a look at that, there you go. You got Champions, Crucibles, Dungeons, Gambit, Raids, Seasonal, Vanguard, and Other are the categories. I don't know if this is the categories, like, immediately, or if that's what they will be over time. Not sure. Okay. Actually, let's go ahead and let's read some of that, guys. How about that? Shipping features, but in secret. Social features are difficult to provide at scale inside of a studio. You need hundreds of thousands of people to properly test them. Even our largest internal playtest will only reach a fraction of the final player accounts that will once be featured when it goes live. Typically, we'll run a bungee beta for a social feature before it goes live to gain a confidence in our release. In a bungee beta, we limit access to employees with some aspects of the feature live in the public. In the public game for all Destiny 2 players so that we can test it out. In the past, we've done this for cross-save, bungee friends list, cross-play. And famously, we have let everyone in our crossplay bungee beta for a day or two, allegedly. Oops. A very public bungee beta. We've made a ton of progress on Fireteam Finder, including many of the unexpected technical challenges, and have come to a fork in the road with a difficult choice to make. Number one, push the release of Fireteam Finder even later, or number two, have a much more public version of our Bungie beta. I would say the public version? What do you guys think? I mean, even if it's broken, 
on release, at least it gives us an idea of what's coming and it allows them to get more feedback sooner. That way, at a later date, they can push out a more polished version instead of waiting later without feedback and giving us a not as good version. What do y'all think? I mean, let's be honest. We're kind of used to being Bungie's beta testers now. You know, most things that Bungie release, <laughs> they give to us that don't work properly and they fix them later down the line. So what, what's what's the difference with this? I, I agree. Yeah, might as well just let us beta, beta test it. Demon? Yeah. I mean, I'm in agreement with Noble. Destiny has always felt like a beta tester for the final game. I always feel like we're always in that kind of Fortnite loop of how many years did Fortnite go on with we are, it's just a beta game for the actual game. And it was like, it just became a running joke that Fortnite was just an open beta constantly, which was a game, but wasn't a game. And although Bungie don't call Destiny 2 or even Destiny 1 a beta, that it's just, it's just, I think the thing is with games these days, it's just like you have to test things in the game as, you know, as players are playing it, because otherwise you don't get a realistic kind of gauge for how things are going to work, things are going to break, and, and things are going to happen. So these days, games are literally just in beta development all the time and it's just like a constant flux so especially if you're a live game yeah yeah Yeah. i think that's that's the problem isn't it you can't you like fortnite just went on consistently saying that they were a beta but it wasn't Uh, it was the full game but it's just like well we can get around so many different things as whereas bungie have kind of gone well this is the game and we're like well you, you keep changing it every five minutes it's not the actual game is it so Fair enough. <laughs> okay. Uh, we've decided to. It, it's better to bring you along for the ride. There we go. Rather than have to make you wait. And we hope you agree. Welcome to the party. Fireteam Finder Beta Gold. Prove that Fireteam Finder scales to millions of people. Step one. Step two. Provide the start. Protect the start of the season of the wish. Number three. Protect the dungeon launch. Number four. Be nimble. As an example, reserve the ability to accelerate or halt the beta test based on new information. And the last one, deliver a first-class Fireteam Finder for all activities by the final shape. Good luck with that one. (laughs) Example, adhere to a schedule of multiple testing phases that progressively refine the new future. That's ambitious. That would be great. But, I mean, historically speaking, eh? Okay, the beta plan is this. Raid stress test November 30th from 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. The beta period begins in December pending a stress test result. And the full release is targeted late in January. We will start our stress test on November 30th. Plan to run whatever what I just said. For the raid stress test, all raids have access and are on the menu. We hope to keep the stress test open until 5 p.m., but this is where the we haven't had a bungee beta and the live game disclaimers come into play. There are countless scenarios we may have there are countless scenarios where we may have to end the test early. So we ask for your patience and hope you take it as an opportunity to give us early feedback as we work out the system's gremlins. 
we're going to be monitoring the results of the initial raid stress test closely and considering opening more activities as we progress the end goal of having a fire team finder option for every activity in the game. We'll keep the schedule above updated as we learn more and we'll also let you know in our Thursday twids and our social media accounts. Getting into the Fireteam Finder, there are two ways to access Fireteam Finder. Number one, from the director using the roster tab. Number two, using the Fireteam Finder access point found on every activity's launch screen. In both cases, you'll be able to search for a Fireteam or create a listing using a series of listing options to specify the group you're trying to build. We're already prepping content for a few updates to Fireteam Finder and you will see more things to come online for beta and even more as we launch towards a full release. A perfect example of this process is the view listing screen below. They give you a screenshot, guys. Um, on the first one, you can see that the stress test version and then on the second is our targeted final release. As you can see, we are releasing a very limited emoji set to describe your listings later in the beta phase. These updates will flow through Season of the Wishes launch and beyond the final shape. Why do we need emojis? Who, yeah, who doesn't want emojis? If I'm making an LFG, I don't need or want emojis. I don't want to be like looking for a smiley face, smiley face to do heart-shaped raid uh, LF question mark. That sounds perfect. Where do I sign up? What? I've been in some <laughs> LFGs that sound a little bit like that, to be honest. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, it's not bad. You got, you guys can't see it, but the first one just shows like King's Fall with like tags and listing details or whatever. The second one shows like a King's Fall group, King's Fall Normal, King's Fall whatever. And they have different kinds of tags, different kinds of emojis. There's one with like a a clapping fist and a strong arm. That could mean a couple of different things that are probably not appropriate for YouTube. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> existing group finding systems. We're also sure you have questions about what's happening to the group finding system that currently exists on our website and companion app. Uh, not really, because I use the Discord, but cool. Both the website and the companion app will remain available until new Fireteam Finder both in-game and out-of-game is ready. Yup. The Bungie.net team has been hard at work developing a new out-of-game Fireteam Finder that's fully integrated with the in-game system. However, it's not going to be available during the early beta period. Stay tuned for more info on the Fireteam Finder beta as it rolls out. Pardon our dust as we get this feature up and running. And thank you in advance for all your help. We're excited to give you and your fellow Guardians tools to tackle everything and Destiny 2 together. Even though we're nerfing all your fun. Anyway, update to the cutscene archive. Uh, Destiny 2 cutscene archive has grown a lot since we started this project a year ago. Here we go. I knew they weren't going to have enough space. Hold on. Today, we couldn't be happier to bring two more seasons and an expansion to our YouTube playlist. Never mind. <laughs> um, Shadowkeep cutscenes and Season of the Undying cutscenes and Season of the Dawn cutscenes have been added. 
And since we have you here, why not check out our Light and Darkness Saga Story Moments video to relive some of the moments of the past years before jumping into the new season. I see Cade here. I don't want to watch him die again. Thank you very much, but no thanks. Some very good Destiny 2 and Bungie store details. For those looking to upgrade their Destiny 2 catalog, we have good news for you. Lightfall and other content packs are up to 67% off on PlayStation, Xbox, and Steam until November 28th. It doesn't stop there, though. Starting November 24th, the Bungie store begins its biggest sale of the year and relaunches limited quantities of previously retired Bungie rewards. Now, Season of the Wish, you don't have to pre-order the final shape to get Season of the Wish, right? Right. Okay. I didn't know. I'm just verifying. Excellent. So, um, those participating in the sale will receive the Dark Saturn emblem with every purchase made during this period. Also, throughout the sale, all orders shipped in the first 48 contiguous states Europe and UK will have a $7 flat rate shipping. The Bungie Store sale ends on December 1st at 18.59 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And last but not least, the new Wishing Well emblem will also be available for purchases made on November 24th. And later during the season of The Wish, they give screenshots of what these two emblems look like. They're okay. I don't know if it's worth spending money to get them, but whatever. Also, you know, whenever they said we're going to make changes to our shipping, I was hoping that they were going to say, yo, from now on, it's not going to take six months to get a pin and a year to get a jacket. But no, they've just reduced the shipping cost to everybody to a flat $7. I don't know what it was before. I don't know if this is any good or not, but I would prefer faster shipping. I would absolutely <laughs> pay more money for faster shipping. <laughs> This is ridiculous. Okay. Player support report. I am not reading that. Um, Hold on. Quick. Uh, there we go. Yep. In fact, it does say that stuff is broken. There you go. Um, There are known issues, which says even more stuff is broken. And then we have the good, the bad, and the wild card video uh, of the week. And for the artist of the week, we have the wish dragon in all her glory, touching our ghost for some reason. Looks pretty dope, not gonna lie. And that is it for the Twibby Twabby Wibby Wobby Flippity Flobbity. Boom. It is. I'll let you get away with just saying this stuff is broken. Why? You, you get away with nothing, I mean. Well, you know, it's the end of the season. There is stuff broken and uh-huh. and and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and as Parody says, go to the known issues page because they're not gonna tell us anything else. They will not. No. no. Everything else we've kind of gone over in the last couple of weeks, there's nothing new there. Not even a little bit. This is your weekly rundown of Season 23, Week 1, Season of the Wish. So for Week 1 to Legacy Rotation, these could be subject to change if Bungie restarts their order, but they should continue in the same order that they have done for the last few seasons. The Dreaming City this week is at a strong curse level, which means Spectre Revenge can be found in Rear Sylvia and has the Dark Monastery mission for the next week. The Blind World features taken enemies and the play Ina Mina. The Ascendant Challenge this week will be the Keeper of Owned Edges, which can be located over in the Harbinger Seclude. On the Moon, the weekly story mission is in the Deep. The Trove Guardian is located in the Hellmouth, while the Wandering Nightmare is the Nightmare of Hawkis in the Anchor of Light. 
Nightmare hunts Fogoth, fear, ghoul, rage, and Tannic's isolation. On Europa this week, Praxis the Technocrat will be the Empire Hunt, Cadmus Ridge will be the Eclipse Zone, and the Exochange will be Safeguard. Dares of Eternity legendary rounds are Hive, Vex, and Valister Arc. The Scatterhorn armor set and the Pathfind armor set will be available in Dares of Eternity with weapon set 4. Fracture This, Quaisura Milo, Volpicula, Wolftone Draw, Iotona Draconis, Canus Major, Contingency Plan, Legal Action 2, Outrageous Fortune, Still Syllabus C14, and spoiler alert. The Witch Queen Weekly Story Mission is the Communion, Altar of Reflections Catalyst, and Altar of Reflections Insight. The Lightfall Weekly Mission is Desperate Measures, Partition Mission will be Hard Reset, and the Vex Incursion this week will be Liming Harbour. The Crota's End Raid Challenge this week is the third encounter, Eut the Death Singer, called Equal Vessel. The Root of Nightmares Raid Challenge this week is the fourth encounter, Nezarek, called All Hands. The Kingsfall Raid Challenge this week is the third encounter, Golgoroth, called Gaze Amaze. The Vow the Disciple Challenge this week is the first encounter, Acquisition, called Swift Destruction. The Vault of Glass Challenge this week is the fourth encounter, Gatekeeper, called Strangers in Time. The Deepstone Crypt Challenge this week is the third encounter, Tannix Part 1, called Of All Trades. And the Garden of Salvation Challenge this week is the third encounter, Consecrated Mind, called Staying Alive. Your Pinnacle Raid will be the last wish over on the Dreaming City, which means all challenges will be available for each encounter, with the Exotic Fusion Rifle 1000 Voices being farmable from the final boss. The Pinnacle Dungeon will be the duality over on the Derelict Leviathan on the Moon, and the Exotic Mission Rotator will be Operation Seraph Shield, with the Revision Zero Exotic Pulse Rifle being the main reward, the Season of the Seraphs Weapon Set, and Icolos Weapon Set, with the Warmind's Avatar Armor Set. Unfortunately, as this is a new season, the challenges won't be available until the season of the Wish Ghost Live in-game. Also, with this being a new season, we will have a legendary Lost Sector shakeup, meaning we won't know the order of the Lost Sectors until we've had a full rotation. But, this season will see the introduction of Gunsmith Engrams, as well as the selection of Foundry weapons for completing Legend and Master Lost Sectors while solo, with Legend being a 70% chance to Master being 100%, assuming the Guardian is thorough enough to leave no champion standing. Thorough completions on Master difficulty will also have the advantage of weapons dropping an additional perk in either the 3rd or 4th column. The weapons available from the Lost Sectors are grouped into 4 weapons per day over 4 days, and after the 4th day the cycle repeats back to the first set. Our first featured Nightfall of the Season will see us face off against Urinath, Light Cleanser in the Psyops Battlegrounds Cosmodrome. Lord Shaxbeam's Checkmate Control to the Crucible 6v6 playlist for the first week of the season, Rift in the Party Relentless playlist, and Elimination in the 3v3 playlist, with Trials of Osiris at the weekend. And that's it for the first week of Season of the Wish. Guardian down. But I haven't got any videos this week. We don't have any emails this week. But what we do have is coming out of the, the layoffs from Bungie is some potential leaks for the future. Now, do you guys want to see these? Do you want to talk about these? Yes. Do we put in spoilers? Do we put in honks and horns and say, warning, take it with a grain of yeah, salt? Yes, yeah, we we're forward. putting in a spoiler if, right if you put now. In a spoiler, that's the one. Just let them know. But we're not doing anything. Turn it listen, off. Leave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is the this is the end of the show for you then. Yeah. That's it. So all you're gonna I, miss is parody. <laughs> yeah. All you're gonna miss is parody saying thank you for kind of joining us. Your titans are me basically, and your hunters them too. Um, and if you want to join the Patreon, all that stuff. <laughs> that's what he says, he and and he'll he'll be cut and pasted in in an appropriate time and place from a previous episode that makes it sound like he was here. The whole time. Yeah. <laughs>
because I can never remember it. And even though he's on holiday, he never sends me the, he used to send me the list of all the different things that he used to say. Now he keeps it secret so that we have to keep him on the payroll. That's what that's all about. Sneaky beaver. Other than the fact that, other than the fact that he went weeks missing me from the Patreon oh. subscribers, which I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just going to throw out there that hurt a little bit. So yes, spoilers, klaxons. Thank you for joining us this week. We do appreciate it, but yeah, we're now going to click a button. We we can all see this, can't we? The the um the thing the link that I posted in. Oh, where's it called? Yep, yeah, and I'm showing it on the uh, the channel oh, as well. Oh, mm-hmm. Showing it to people. I'm showing it to people. <gasps> The pace bin you're talking about, right? That thing? Yes, I am. Oh, yeah. uh, that yeah. thing. Yeah. No, I know Lucky Tempe did a kind of breakdown video of this, but I, I thought it was really good information because we've had several leaks like this over the last, I'd say, three or four years, haven't we? Where they've been accurate too. They they've been very accurate yeah. with the stuff that they've actually said. So this is why I'm excited. Uh, like normally I'd be like, you know, take it with a grain of salt, but this has been pretty accurate over time. So. Yeah, you take it as a grain of salt, but at the same time, I mean, it starts off. This information is from a contact at Bungie affected by the recent layoffs. They ask that they not be kind of released immediately as to help them remain anonymous as their future career prospects could be in trouble if their name gets out. So we released it immediately. Yeah. Um, (laughs) What other name? Whoops. Anyway, so go on then. Take it away then. Season 23 TFS episodes, Pacemen. Okay. Season 23 leaks. Dragon's Breath Seasonal Exotic. We knew that. Uh, this was yeah. news when I heard it. Seasonal activities are three battlegrounds. Yay. Each one begins yeah. at the Wish Wall. Yeah, I see, I see that. Players can shoot it a some, certain number of times uh, depending on the seasonal upgrades to trigger random challenges or buffs. So... I'm not a fan of having to do the wish wall every single time. I hate having to do it once a week just to get to Shiro Chi. I don't know about doing it every time I want to go to a battlegrounds, but at least you can determine your own buffs and nerfs. So that's kind of cool. The dungeon is a direct sequel to. Are you ready for this, Demon? The Shattered Throne. Oh. Ah, direct sequel. I, I love this bit. All right. So the objective is to restore it to Mara's control. And Savathun helps reluctantly, but it's necessary to get through the portal. Season and oh, by the way, that cutscene that you were talking about, where you're looking at the notes, I finally got that. So yeah, it did go out to everybody. Night Demon, did it? So you you haven't done the Embarrow Engine stuff? I have not, but I got the cutscene. Oh wow! Yep, you got the cutscene that your guardian's looking at the kind of paperwork. Yeah, the wing design and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. Okay. Yep. Wow. Um, okay, what do we go? Uh, okay. Season ends the Dreaming City curse. What? Yeah, that's only been five years in the make. No, I don't even know. It's been years since we've had this curse going on. Uh, shout out to the guy that keeps dying every week. Sorry, dude. <laughs> uh, for y'all that don't know that I haven't been into the Dreaming City, especially the new players, there's a couple of Guardians and or uh, Mara... I don't know, followers that at the beginning of the week, they're injured at the end of the week, they die. And then at the beginning of the week, they're resurrected only to get injured and die again. So these people are in an endless loop of dying and resurrecting. And you gotta feel bad for those guys. (laughs) Um, anyway, 
So it ends the Dreaming City curse, aided by the actions taken in the dungeon. And the three-week cycle remains the destination, however. Cool. All right. Uh, more leaks. Very little one-on-one -on -one reuse of resources. That's good. A.K.A. old set pieces like Vogue, Nightfall, Val, Kingsfall. Kingsfall, that's what I said, uh, are appropriated, but changed significantly. Rolk used as a champion boss. It's not really him. It's just his model. And Ghost will comment on it, though. <laughs> that's nice. The fact that the Ghost in-game was going to talk about how they're using resources is funny. Um, Lucent Hive are in the Traveler the same way Kate is. He's not really alive. I told you! I called this No, this isn't ago. confirmed. This With the grain of salt. Grain of salt. Kate grain is salt. not really I'm, I'm alive. Not, I'm taking that one with a grain of salt. as a Traveler's main resistance to the witness. The fact that Kane is the resistance the Traveler chose should tell you all you need to know about the Hunters. He didn't pick a Warlock. He didn't pick a Titan. He picked Cade. Thank you. Yeah, you know why that is. You know why that is, don't you? Shut up. Um, Warlocks are still studying their well, and Titans are studying a bubble. Well, the hunter was just wondering about, like, oh, what am I meant to do here? No, the hunter's the best. <laughs> is, is why they picked Cade. Okay. You see, only one dead. No, there are tons of people that are dead. <laughs> Look at all of the Iron Lords as an example. Jim Malpha, you know, yeah, the, mm -hmm. the Iron Lords, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tons of guardians are dead. You shut your face, hole. <laughs> <laughs> um, where we go? Uh, okay. One mission requires. Oh, wait, wait. Yeah, okay. One mission requires the guardian to make a tenuous alliance with Ektar to fight the shadow of Oryx using high. Oryx is back again. God damn it! Can just die. It's only a shadow. I don't understand why anybody has to fight a shadow. Just turn off the light. Turn on the light? Or no, but if you turn off the light, no, turn it off. Everything turn is off the, the light and he's gone, isn't he? Yeah, but if you have more lights, believe it or not, you can have a certain number of lights that you don't have a shadow. It's crazy. We did it once in physics class. It's so weird not having a shadow. It's almost like you're in a, a badly developed video game, even though it's real life. Give it a shot one day. It's 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 a crazy feeling. Anyway. But Oryx and the other one that keeps coming back, he was he was in the last, uh, he was in the Raid in Space. Tanix. Tanix. Oryx and Tanix. Stop using them! <laughs> Jesus. Pale Heart is genuinely large, whatever that means. Um, the Tree of Silver Wings in one of the side bubbles has a mechanic where you give it collectibles earned through doing challenges in Pale Heart. To unlock rewards, unique red borders, and an exotic. Okay. The main aim of the Pale Heart is to give players a long-term system to chase. All right. The raid boss? Raid boss? You mean dungeon boss? We're not getting a raid. No, raid boss. Raid boss, boss in, in, yeah, the final shape. Final shape, this. Okay. Raid boss is a four-phase fight against the witness. It ends with the witness and the darkness connection severed and a new type, in quotes, of darkness is released into the world. The lore rivals vows. Ooh. Um, I wonder if that has to do with the... Because if a new kind of darkness comes out, that might be that red subclass we saw, the one that looks like blood. 
That'd be cool. Yeah, that's like, what like a vampiric subclass. About, yeah. Woo. Anyway, um, no new subclass planned for the final shape, although it is in development. So that right there, that this one sentence tells us there is something after the final shape, right? So no subclasses planned for the final well, shape. We knew there was something but, after the final shape, but uh, not uh, like an expansion as yet. Yeah, the red We've got episodes. The red subclass leaks were real. Bungie may end up including the new subclass with the final shape if the delay happens. Ah. Uh, Echoes! Venues return missions Venus. of... Venus. Venus? Is that... I thought... Ve- Hold on. Well, Venus was indeed... Well, wasn't it? So it'd make a change for... It'd make sense for Venus to return. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That is Venus. Look at that. Um, so, my illiteracy aside, uh, Venus returns, and the missions on Venus were planned for Lightfall, but get cut. So much of the work was already done. Osiris's echoes sent out to explore the infinite forest have been subsumed by the Vex. What does that mean? Subsumed. I think it means that they've sort of like taken it in and gone, yeah, yeah, now ours. Subsumed. Past tense, subsumed. Past part of simple, subsumed. To include or absorb something into something else, most of these phenomena can be subsumed under two broad categories. There you go. We've learned a word, guys. Subsumed by the Vex. Um, new quote: Vex enemy, Echo, special buffer unit casts a song of flame, so allied projectiles scorch on hit. Ew! I don't want to be scorched. This also applies withered, so it applies scorched and withered, which either reduces accuracy, reduces fire rate, or both. Uh, still in playtest, so not final. Uh, withered is a tease for the next subclass. Ooh. Uh, two Osiruses, the regular one, and an Echo, who is now a major Vex antagonist in control of the Precursor Vex. Whoa! Hold on! He gained control of the Precursor Vex? Are we going to have Vex allies? I, I, I don't know what that means there. I don't know if that means that the regular one is going to have it, or if the Echo... I mean, whatever. If, if any one of them can control the Precursor Vex, for those of you that don't know, the Precursor Vex are like the old school Vex that like have like leaves and crap growing on them. You know? Uh, the ones that have been on, what was it, Mars for God knows how long. Um, yeah, so, dude, if we could have Precursors as allies, that'd be cool. Uh, Precursor Vex Invasion of Venus. Lots of cool chrome-slash-gold stuff littered around the landscape. Episode story is mostly about finding out what's going on. Uh, Eris Morn, Osiris are involved. Uh, I wonder if it's Eris Morn as Eris Morn, or Eris Morn as the deity of death that we're creating. (laughs) Uh, and beyond that, we have episodes that are being structured as enjoyable experiences to play through in one sitting. Uh, vaulting will continue, but Bungie plans to let old episode campaigns be replayed on rotations. Plans to improve the new player experience significantly. 
uh, move aspect fragment unlocks away from the vendor. That's good. Episodes to be shadow keep sized. Potential plans to continue episodes with greater investment as a replacement for the final shape, lightfall, and witch queen size expansions. No 2025 expansions have been planned so far. And the subclass. Subclass to be released alongside an episode when it's ready, in quotes. Internal codename Terror. Not the final name. Uh, think Vapor. Okay. Uh, I've whether... never found Vapor terrifying. Was that? I've never Depends on what kind of vapor it is. <laughs> never like turned the tap on and gone like, ooh, look at what a vapor. Ooh. Yeah, but have you ever come across, I don't know, sulfuric acid vapor? It's not a competition, guys. <laughs> Once, but it wasn't that. You know, again, I was, you know, there was a big screen between me and it, and I was like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's over there, though, isn't it? It's a big screen. Uh, wither is one of the verbs. With accuracy, move speed, and fire rate decreases. Um, decompose is like a big damage over time thing. So this is more like a poison subclass? Because poison can wither, poison can decompose. And there's a mind control ability? Hold up. So maybe we are going to have Vex Precursor allies. What? That um, mind control ability just reminded me of the um, the thing in Destiny 1. You've, you uh, guys the artifact. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the you artifact. You can, you can melee somebody and you would turn them onto your side oh, for yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Forgot about that. And uh, there's going to be a Splatoon-like focus on painting terrain with zones. Whatever that means. Splatoon, it's a Nintendo game. I know what that is, but like, I mean, okay. are we changing our guns for paint guns? WTF. Maybe. <laughs> and, the Crucible's um, got out of control. <laughs> and there's a personal speculation from this individual. It says, we'll expect to see sequel episodes eventually like Echoes 2 that follows up on the Vex Osiris plotline. Uh, Doubt Spongy would commit and commit to endless stories without interconnections. And that is it. Is that it for our speculation and stuff that we found out? That we, we data mined. We data mined all of that. Indeed we did. We did. Me and you. No, we didn't and, do uh, any of that. Definitely not this person that used to be an ex-employee from Bungie. No, definitely not that person. But yeah, I've, I've I've got nothing else to say apart from collect your engrams. Make sure you've got all your your shards and your things done for the end of the season. Mm -hmm. And we hope you enjoyed the new season. And um, I can't wait to see everybody there. It's going to be good fun, right? I'm sure. You still haven't told us what the new exotic is for the season, so that might be a good thing. I've got three days left to do science. To do science. To do uh, science. Because I'm currently up to 96 engrams at um, what's his face? Uh, Jacks. Zavala. No, I, I I'm Jacks. I have not played that much PvP that I've yeah. developed that. Many no, but I, I'm the same with Shaxx. Shaxx has got like, it's in the hundreds. I'm like, oh, what am I oh, going to well, do? I haven't got him over 99 yet. I still no. haven't been able to get anybody over 99 yet. It's locked, I'm telling you. But um, I'm sure mine is. I'm sure mine's over that. But like, are the are the engrams going away? Like, do I need to spend them? Yes, they do. They get reset. 
Yeah. Only the ones in the tower. The ones at the helm don't get reset until the end of the season of the wish. So come towards the end of the season of the wish, I'll be telling you make sure you collect all those ones. Because of you guys making me play PvP, my shacks has got a ton. There you go then. No, not there you go. I only have like 40 slots in my vault and I need those 40 <laughs> slots. Why do you have so many slots in your vault and can I rent them off you? Because I've deleted every single non-exotic from my Titan and my Warlock, except for the builds that I've got for them, which cleared up a lot of space. And um, I've deleted all repeated exotics that don't have the best roles. And all of the class-specific stuff for the Titan and the Warlock has been placed on the Titan and the Warlock. <laughs> <laughs> to never see the light of day. Right. <laughs> so the only thing that's in my vault right now is hunter and weapons. That's it. And still I only have 40 slots available. And still I want to rent them because my vault's full again. Yeah. So it's mine. Yeah. But yeah. Um there it is. Uh, unless you guys have got anything else to add to the show this week, yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand it over to Parody. Have you guys got anything to um, say? No? Yes. Uh, so oh. Blunder the Booty one. has a lot of really good builds for the for the hunter, and you, one really you attempted good to say one Titan, for the warlock then, you? for you that, that infinite melee for the warlock, and then a lot of good stuff for the hunter, and it's specifically focused on the throwing knife oriented solar builds for the hunter for next season. Get yourself prepared. Start getting the stuff that you're going to need ahead of time, because I'm telling you. Jokes aside, Solar Hunter next season is going to be really strong. Yeah, no, I do do agree with you with that one. Yeah, so get your stuff together. Uh, Solar Hunter, Solar Warlock, Infinite Melee, Solar Build, and yeah, it's just it's going to be nutty. And that's all I really got to say. Well, if you find those ones and post them, send them a copy to me, and I will put them in the show notes for everybody to see this week. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. And use up your engrams because otherwise you're going to lose them. Apparently, if they're in the tower. Yeah, tower ones, tower ones. Use them up. Go and get loads of legendary shards that are going to be absolutely useless. <laughs> <laughs> I've already spent all mine, so I guess maybe maybe getting rid of the engrams will give me some more to spend. But yeah. So it's time to hand over to Perotti because he likes to end the show by thanking all the people that support us. I do. This show is made possible by Bungie. They kind and of viewers like in. you. And viewers like you, who can be threatened with a good time, Zep Orbit and K4. Our Otter Dance Troupe, the T-Rex King, Scarlet Cam, BHS Nightcrawler, Mellow Mally, and Diddy Tato M64. Those who throw more grenades, so our dancers have something to dance to, it's important to keep a good beat. And you can't keep a good beat without grenades. The Carver 2782, Golden God 1562, We Noble, basically Salt, Zombie Pops, Renard Collant, and the Fire Squad 1688 provide. And of course, Deacon is hard at work with Dimwee, Gravy Jeff, PP Pipe, and Dresser Driftwood. We thank each and every one of you and appreciate you very, very much. And Night Demon's going to appreciate me saying thank you for joining us. Your Titans are parody of Night Demon. Your Hunter is no one response in real life. And um, you should email the show, two times at hotmail.com, with your hot takes, your cold takes, and all your takes, because uh, who knows what next week's going to be? Presumably PvP? Who really knows? You should find us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, really everywhere you get your podcasts. That's where our show is. Like I tell you every week, go to a search box, type in two titans and a hunter, you'll find us. 
which irritates our podcast brethren, which just warms our hearts a little bit, that we're just irritatingly good at bubbling to the top of the Destiny world. <laughs> Two Titans and 100.com is where you can find this show and all of the notes we put in the show, all the videos, all the links, all the things we talk about and say it'll be in the show notes. Two Titans and 100.com, that's where you find all those. And if you'd like to join your, our Otter Dance troupe, threaten us with a good time, throw more grenades, or be part of the crack day one raid team. Patreon.com slash T-T-A-H. If you're looking for a more casual encounter, coffee.com, that's K-O-F-I.com slash Two Titans and Hunter. And if you enjoy the thrill of live action, spicy language, and early morning streams, depending on the time zones, twitch.tv slash no one responds in real life. If you want to keep it family friendly like a proper British gentleman, who may or may not be lying to you, twitch.tv slash two titans and a hunter, where you can watch the Night Demon himself stream. When do they stream, you ask? Well, you have to go there. You have to hit the little button, hit the little bell, and it will tell you exactly when they go live. Because as we've discussed, we are old, we are tired, we don't have proper schedules. It happens when it happens. So go there, hit the bell, and you too will know when it happens, and then you can show up and give love, light abuse, and uh, possibly make someone drag you through something you need to get through. And uh, now that we've dragged the, the rest of the team through this show, I'm going to tell you goodbye. Night Demon will tell you goodbye, and Respawn will. will tell you goodbye. Yes, and we'll yes. be back next week with something. Say bye, guys. Bye, guys. Yes, yes. Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. Dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-